Hey everybody, um, welcome to another episode of Ignorant Bliss. Um, I'm Julian Lytle. Uh, if you don't know, if you're the first time you're listening, uh, this episode is a little bit more laid back, uh, unlike the last episode, which was about the end of Mad Men. This one is just me talking with my good friend from across the pond, Taylor Pithers. Um, holding it down, we part of that Team Tundra, uh, Mad More Line, uh, and then all the great talks on like um, you know, the internet, different forms. Being on my good friend Sean Pryor's show, The Black Box, talking about that rap music and all the good stuff in life, you know. So it was just us catching up and talking about, you know, movies at the time we recorded. It's like around Memorial Day weekend, and it was my man's birthday. Um, we were talking about stuff in UFC, uh, Mad Max, uh, a lot of rap talk. Um, you're going to learn a lot about grime music. All the musical drops in this episode is grime. For those who don't know, grime is ba- is, is, is hip-hop from the U.K., um, real street-level stuff. So I hope you enjoy. Look forward. There will be more episodes coming out. These joints is long. It's taking me a bit to, um, to uh, edit them all. You know, solo show right now. Um, if you want to follow this, it's ignorant-bliss.com. It's ignorant dash on iTunes. Uh, you follow me on Twitter, which is um, twitter.com slash Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. Same on Instagram, same on SoundCloud. That's where you find all the things on all the little social networks. So get at me. You can leave comments on the website. You can leave comments, whatever. Um, ask me questions on Tumblr. Julian Lytle on that. Um, so enjoy the episode. Yo, man's See never seen time. Idris in the studio when it shut down. Trust me, daddy, 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 when it shut down, that's not me and it shut down. Ring, ring, pussy, it shut down. Fashion week and it shut down. Went to the show sitting in the front row in a black tracksuit and it shut down. Touch the road and it shut down. Boy, better know when it shut down. Yeah, take time if a man wanna try me. No time. You saying but when I run up on stage, I pick up the mic and it's reload time. Don't know your songs, but they know mine. That's why I got gigs just like Joe Grind. After the show, I'll be rolling mine. Don't care about the no smoking sign. They tried to steal my vision. This ain't a culture, it's my religion. God knows I don't wanna go prison. But if a man wanna try me, trust me, listen. Me and my G's ain't scared of police. We don't listen to no politician. Everybody on the same mission, and we don't care about your ism and schisms. Cause it's shut down. What's poppin', man? Yeah, what's good? Sorry, man. Sorry, what a day it's been. A bit late, running a bit late, but if there's any excuses.
my birthday today, so... Whoa, happy birthday, my dude. Thank you, cousin, thank you. Oh, it's just been a bit of a busy one, like... Bigger, like, you know how I'm on, I'm on my UFC, innit? So I had to... Me and my girl had to watch the UFC because she's a big fan of it as well. We watched some title fights. Yeah, who fought? She cooked me. Oh, sorry, mate. Who fought? Uh, Chris uh, Chris Weidman beat Vitor Belfort and uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson fought Daniel Cormier because uh, John Jones got. Did you ever hear about the? Yeah, John yeah, he thing? he did some fuckboy yeah. shit. He lost he, his well, shit. <laughs> just a bit. He did some fuckboy <laughs> shit. Like, do you know the full runnings though? Yeah. Um, I I my old roommate used to watch so much UFC, so I, I still have a like. I, I remember some people, and I know that John Jones lost his shit, so because he did Cousins, that dumb right? shit. He did. A, he pulled some hit and run move and on, on, a, on a pregnant woman, got out of the car and left, and then thought, "Shit, I left all my weed and all my cash in the car." So run back to the scene of the crime, not to check the pregnant woman, but to make sure he got his weed stash and his money, and then left again. That like, is some real fuckboy business. It's like, yo, come on, like, like that's just dumb. Like, like you know what? Money Mayweather wouldn't even be that much of an asshole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Especially because he got busted two months ago for cocaine abuse as well. Like, people like, mind your P's and Q's, man. But yeah. the, it is so. My girl's a big fan as well, so we watched that. Like, and because um, it's my birthday, she cooked for me, innit? So I had the full English breakfast. The oh, full word. English. So, yeah. Do you know about white pudding? Nah, man. I don't even know what that is. What is white pudding? Right, let, let me break it. Let me break it all down for you first, yes? I had the bacon. I had the sausage, but like um, what you guys call link sausage, I guess. Like, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, normal yeah. sausage to us. Eggs, mushrooms, baked beans, uh, English muffins, and this stuff called white pudding, yeah? It's a mixture of pork fat and oatmeal made into a link sausage it sounds disgusting that just sounds like crazy it. it's dope it is dope it sounds disgusting but it's it's next level kind of stuff so uh, we we had that uh, i had a feast man i had a feast so that's that's how i've spent my day like nice little sunday yo that sounds dope you ate good you watched people cross each other in the face Exactly, you can't ask for more. And do you know what? Like after I get off the line to you, my girl's uh, she's like sorting herself out and having a shower and stuff. We're gonna watch some films too, so it's a good day. It's a bank holiday. It's bank holiday for you as well, isn't it? Memorial Day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. World War Two still hangs his head over the world, you know. So they gotta, yeah, they gotta yeah, represent I feel you. So we have that as well. Like obviously, it's, it's kind of it's kind of dark day. Like if you look at the history of it, but, but it's nice to have a day off from work as well. So. That's kind of cool. So we got a late night tonight. We're gonna watch um, the Born Legacy because I've never seen that before. The Jeremy uh, Renner one. Yeah, that's always alright. It's alright. It's, it's pretty good. It's not as good as like that last one with with Matt Damon, but it's mm-hmm. not bad because you know got Jeremy Renner, got uh, Rachel Weisz and that shit. This shit's okay, kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, we got that. And then what else have we got? Oh, I've got a couple of films lined up, man. Oh, um, we might watch It Follows again. Have you seen It Follows? Nah, is that like a horror movie or something? Yeah, yeah, I be very, very good horror movies. So, cause they even make me laugh or like they have me thinking like, how should it work? <laughs> well, this is this you you would have trouble understanding how it works because you really have to suspend your sense of disbelief for it. But it's good. It's like a a throwback to the to like the creepy eighties exploitation film. So I, I recommend it. It's a very very good film. So right, you might I'll watch that as well. 
Um, I, I, we got loads of films to watch, man. Like my girl wants me to watch Prisoners, but I was like, I'm not watching no dip- films on my birthday. Yo, that shit is mad depressing. Yeah, I'm, I ain't listening. I ain't listening to uh, talking about that sort of move. So I've got Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome to watch as well. That's the other option. So. I ain't gonna lie, yo, that little movie, that new Mad Max got got me hankering to old watch old Mad Max. I was like, you know, I ain't watched these shit since I was a kid, kid. So, but that new movie got me so freaking. Boosted, I was like, ah, I, I feel you, man. Like, I'm, I'm, look, I'm prone to hyper, uh, hyperbole, yeah. But for me, like, I'm not gonna lie. I, like, people are entitled to enjoy what they enjoy, and I ain't gonna hate on no one for anything. But for me personally, I'll, I only go to the cinema to watch big films because I'd feel, I, I feel, I need to watch a big film on a big screen, like. If it's like, there's a lot of films that I enjoy, but like, if it's the new Ryan Gosling flick, I'll just hold that comes out on DVD. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. But this, for me, is, and, like, and don't get me wrong, as I said, that's not an indictment of people who go cinema every week. Is the other thing is for us, it's almost twenty pound each to go to the cinema nowadays. What? So we're, we're twenty pounds. Like, we're talking like fifty five dollars for me and my girl to go to the cinema. So it ain't something I can do on a weekly. Do you know yo, what I mean? Yo, first of all. If y'all money is still double our money, that means one person is like forty dollars. Yeah, it's, well, it's one point six or something like that at the moment. So one point. Like oh my god. Bucks. It's not yo, yeah, yo. So we do the once a month thing. So we've seen. We watched the new Liam Neeson joint a couple of months back. We watched, um, which was okay. Um, Run all night. We watched um, the new Avengers, which was all right for a cinema film. But I'll be honest. The special effects got a bit blurry at times. Too many of them quick cuts need to fix up. Yeah. And then we went to see Mad Max, which for me was one... Of, this is a long roundabout way of saying, for me, it was one of the better cinematic experiences I've had in a while. Like At the end of the film, it was like knuckles were gripped to the armrest sort of one. And I felt it a lot, so... Fuck the haters. Excuse my language. I don't even know if they are... Who, I don't even know who we hate them. Like, that movie... To me, I said that the summer's over. It won. Like, like nothing else is topping that. Like, I ain't... Yeah, I feel you. I see a lot of movies, like... And I, I came out of that, I was like, that's it. Like, they was really crashing cars and shit. They had motherfuckers going back and forth on long-ass poles, like Circus Soleil, <laughs> grabbing people and shit. I was like, yo, they got a dude, his whole purpose is to play guitar that shoots flames with a truck full of speakers and dudes on drums in the back. I was like... That's the hardest shit I've seen in like a month of Sundays right there. That's like I don't even understand. Like, I feel you, man. It's hard. And even on like a, on a technical level, like, and I don't want to get too in depth because I, I do think movies are there to enjoy. There for me, this gets a bit too much when you start stroking your beard over films. Yeah, but like the things like the color palette and like the way that there was. It, like usual Hollywood films is quick cut, quick cut, quick cut just to mask the CGI and stuff. Yeah. I didn't feel confused watching this movie. And that was a positive. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he let them cuss last. I liked the parts when they was fighting. It wasn't quick yeah. cuss. It was sped up at certain little moments of like attacks. It's like, we're going to like ramp the frame rate up to like 50 frames a second real quick. So you really see like they really going at it. I was like, he was just letting the camera sit. I'm like, the colors. It was like I was watching paintings. I was exactly. watching paintings the whole time. I was like, like he just he just putting on a masterclass. It's like he got two hundred million dollars. It's like oh, I will show you what two hundred million dollars supposed to look like. I will show you what it's supposed to look like, and he sure enough did. 
as I read a review um, <clears throat> which summed it up properly, uh, summed it up perfectly. Uh, the review said uh, it feels like uh, Miller stole $150 million of studio's money and was mailing it back to them one limb piece at a time. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can't understand how a, a, a studio let that movie get made. But I, I, I applaud them for letting it happen. Like, Wow, it was a good movie. It was a really good movie. And as I said, like obviously everywhere, everyone gets a little bit of hate, but this seems to be almost universally acclaimed. So I ain't going to lie, it, it's pretty dope. Yeah, I don't even know what else is going to keep up. Like, you just sit, I just sit in the theater and be like, I'm just knowing when being in the theater, like, it's good, but it ain't it ain't Mad Max, though. You know, I'm going to flip that, that Ralph line. Yeah. It ain't Max, though. So, so what else are you looking forward to come through the summer, like, movie-wise? Because I know there's a couple of things for me that, I, I agree, nothing I think is going to hold a candle to Mad Max, but there's still a couple of things that look kind of hyped. Um, Inside Out, that Pixar movie. Yep. Mission Impossible 5, because it's Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, have you seen the trailer to Mission Impossible 5? Yo, they got this man hanging on the side of a plane while it's going up. I just have a feeling it he really did that sick, shit. you know? It made me um, feel sick when I saw that. It was like, oh, my stomach turned yo, when I saw that. NWA movie. I'm trying oh, to see that. yeah. And, like, the rest is all, I don't even, I, sometimes I don't even know what's coming out. Like, oh, I want to see Jurassic World because I like dinosaurs. Yeah, that's the one my girl wants to see the most, Jurassic World. And plus Chris Pratt, like my girl my girl's got a thing for Chris Pratt. Yeah, you know, he's he's in there with a team of, of Velociraptors. I'm like, yo, whatever, yo. Star Lord of Velociraptors, I'll check it out. <laughs> but you know the only thing about Jurassic World that scares me, I think it's gonna it might suffer from all the best bits are in the trailer. Because I've seen that trailer too many times now. I know, right? Oh, I hate it when they do that, you know. That was yeah. a, just going back to Mad Max. That was one of the things I liked about Mad Max. It felt like everything I saw in the trailer was in the first fifteen minutes of the film, and then it was yeah. like, okay, now here's the movie. Yeah, like you, the trailer kind of just shows you. You ain't even see him get captured. You just know he got he's on the front of a car somehow with a crazy mask, and you see Charlie Stammer with the with the with the uh, face makeup on. And that's kind of it. Everything else is an utter shock. You just get smacked in the face in the first five minutes. It's just like, yo, he eating a lizard. Yo, he get <laughs> jacked up. Yo, here's the title sequence. Like, that's it. Everything else is just surprise. Like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I didn't even know Zoe Kravitz was in the movie. I was like, no, oh, no, shit. Wait. Zoe Kravitz in this? Like, oh, man, they doing things. And what's her face as well? Like, um, Rosie Huntington Whiteley as well. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know she was in the flick either. And then they killed her off halfway through. I was like, holy shit. I can't yeah. believe this. It was like, yeah, the baddest chick, you know, she don't even make it. <laughs> yeah. And, and she she went out in a bad way as well. Like, going oh, underneath sh- the car like that. Me and my girl looked at each other like, wow. She okay. Ca- she caught her. I was like, are they going to pull some, some Hollywood shit? She somehow, like, they turned at the right time where kind of she didn't get touched. Like, nope. She died, baby died. Yeah, it's on. Like it's this, it's all beef now between between <laughs> uh with Immortan Joke and uh, Furiosa. Now it's all beef. Do you know something else that I didn't realize? But I'll give him props for um, in, whatever Immortan Joe or you know the main bag. Is it Immortan Joe? Yes, Immortan yeah. Joe. He is the actor who played him. Was the, the bad guy from the original Mad Max film. That's how George Miller went in as a different character, 
but they must be pals or something. Like, yeah, and it's been like what thirty five years, so he wouldn't even look the same no more. So it's like, man, that's crazy. That now I gotta watch the old joint again. Now I gotta watch the old joint again. Damn. See, for me, number two's the one where they have to protect the gas pump. That movie is next level. But anyway, I digress. It, it was it was a great flick. It was a really good film. And uh, as you rightly point out, there's a. I think Hollywood's got a kind of step to the plate now because I tell you that's the other thing that I've noticed. It it was a success on opening night. There wasn't a spare seat in the house where I went, and I go to a big cinema, so that was really interesting to see because I feel like, and I might be completely wrong, but this year I've seen a lot of packed cinemas, and it wasn't like that the last few years. It feels like cinemas turned a corner again, and people are starting to go again. So that's nice to see. I don't know what it's like in the states. Like it might be different, but it's it's weird because I know um since I go to screenings, right? Since I like review movies from town to town, of course. I'm going like it's always a packed house because like the first five rows is all critics, impress people, and then like the rest is just people who just trying to see a movie for free. So that joint is always kind of packed, but it's like people have different feelings on like. You can tell the ones that people are really hyped about. Like, I ended up going to see the Avengers joint. You know, I broke my little embargo, you know, just to record a podcast about it. And, you know, <laughs> people was hyped. You know, they came in costume. They had their little hoodies on or whatever. Motherfuckers was clapping and shit. But, yeah, I think now there's a certain... There's certain movies that are getting people to come to the theater that are really big. And there's certain, like, really small our house movies that get people to come to the theater. Because I saw, like, Ex Machina, which was dope as fuck. Unbelievable. It was, it was packed. beautiful film. It was packed as hell. So it's just like so. It's just I don't know. They don't got the mid range joints no more. Like you know, back in the day, they would have like a nice joint cost eighty million. They would have like Pulp Fiction, and that joint yeah. be packed too. I don't know if they got that. They got the big spectacle. Some of the spectacle pic, spectacle pictures they ain't really got a lot. They ain't really got a lot going for it. Like like inside of them, like they don't got no things. It's just big spectacle. That's my issue with like Avengers Age of Ultron. They ain't really. I don't need you to be super deep. I just don't. Need you, I don't need you to be a fucking bubblehead. I don't. I just don't want you to be a bimbo. Like, to yeah, me, I feel you. Um, but something like Mad Max is surprising because it's like there's dumb messages in that movie. There's like mad messages all throughout it, like like anti patriarchy, like not treating women as objects, like how fucked up old dudes like treat everybody, like. Waters could be like it's like mad shit. You watch it, it's like, yo, he's been just like writing notes on like every fucked up thing that's been happening. I was like, I'm gonna put all this shit in Mad Max, and then they finally gave him the money, and then he just made that shit. He just like, yeah, I'm good. Like, yeah, yeah, wrong. I feel you on that. I, I, when we come out of the cinema, like the cinema we go to, there's quite a few. Uh, uh, how shall I put it? Gentrified English folks <laughs> that go to the <laughs> cinema, and like there was these two really posh girls behind us. And they were right. I'm not. I'm not cussing them because they were right. But like, and and I really feel the uh, the message of gender warfare was really overt. And I'm in. I'm in front of them with my girl creasing up because I'm not gonna lie. I see all the all the message, but I come, the first thing I do when I come out of that is I'm a 30 year old man. I'm like, whoa! Did you see when when my guy got his head torn off and from <laughs> the pole warpings? And then behind me, they're like, yes, gender warfare was uh, so overt. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like. 
I'm feeling what they're saying, but like it took me a, a couple of hours after the film to really see the messages. But yeah, I'm with you. They were um, they were all over the place. And look, I, I know that um, man like Brendan McCarthy is quite quite a controversial figure nowadays. I feel that the internet is a controversial place to exist, and he is a controversial guy. But having said all that, the fact that he co-wrote that film and designed a lot of the character work you can see his influence on that movie there's no two ways about it um i don't know how you feel about brendan mccarthy because i know he has a he said a few things that he definitely fucking should have held his tongue about but what has he done again oh he's yeah 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 i know i know you're talking about yeah he's done some comics and shit brendan mccarthy was the guy who yeah he's a comic book artist um fantastic comic book artist um worked a lot with peter milligan he did a uh, screamer and uh weird world and um skin and uh, he done uh, more recent stuff he did that spider-man fever joint yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i've seen stuff before i don't i don't even know what sometimes some of these people be talking about because so many people say some wild out shit that's in comic books saying. that i don't even i can't even keep track of them no more but like no, I'm not gonna lie. The things that he was saying were kind of like, "Listen, man, you need to you need to shut the fuck up." But having said that, I think that as a as a society, I think everyone kind of pick picks and chooses how they separate art from artist. Like for me personally, like I'm not. I know, and I'm probably gonna hit a raw nerve here. And I, I please don't feel offended, right? Uh-huh. I'm, I've never felt Woody Allen movies yeah? So when Woody Allen comes out marrying his daughter, like his adopted daughter, I'm thinking you're a piece of shit, bro. Like I'm equally yeah. as guilty of it as anyone else, but you got to separate art from artists sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Like I, here's it's like a conflicted type of thing. It's like Woody Allen films. It's like he, he has some joints that's so banging that even though he's a piece of shit, them joints is banging. Like exactly. Manhattan is fucking dope. Andy Hall is fucking dope. Like you can't even knock the hustle on how dope them shits is. And you can see the, the, the impact of other people. Like, Chris Rock's last movie, Top 5, is like a black Woody Allen movie. So it's, it's a good like, story, by the way, because oh, I've heard big things about Top 5. Fam, because I think it just came out over there. So it's like, that shit is off the chain. Mm-hmm. That shit is dope. Well, like, like, I bought week? that shit. I bought it. Like, I bought oh, it. I don't oh. buy a lot of movies no more. I bought that shit. I was like, this shit. I've been, I've been in situations like that. Let me, let me, let me buy my man um, Chris Rock's movie. But it's like... Yeah, Woody Allen be doing some fucked up shit. So it was like, all right, yeah, you merged your your adopted daughter. Which when I was a kid, I was like, yo, that don't even seem right. And then like when I get older, then like all the shit about um, Mia Farrow's daughter, and he's like, he like probably molested her. And then like the brother chimed in, Mia Farrow chimed in, the actual girl wrote pieces, and it was like, yo, fuck that dude. And I'm just like, and people stay supportive. I'm like, yo, ain't no art that bad. And when you look at the art. You can't separate it to a certain degree. It's like, how come in all his stories, it deals with some old-ass dude with some young-ass girl? Like, he got a movie coming out with, like, Joaquin Phoenix and, and Emma Stone. Joaquin Phoenix is, like, 45 motherfucking years old. Emma Stone, she might be 27. Maybe. Maybe. He's playing, like, a, a college professor, and that's his graduate student. It's like, yo, the proof is in the pudding. Just like R. Kelly. I don't fuck with R. Kelly. Yeah, it's- I don't fuck with R. Kelly. He got some bangers though, like twelve players. The truth, he got some joints. He, but he, still, the proof is in the pudding. He married Aaliyah when she was fifteen. 
Yeah. Like, it's just like when I was 15, I was kind of conflicted, but I really didn't understand. Like, I, it's like, yeah, you know, I had a kid thoughts, but it's like, yo, he still got some joints. Like, your body's calling is a dope ass song. Yeah. But you get to adult and you see the video and people's like, well, you see the video, you just as fucked up. It's like, nah, yo, back in 2001 or whenever that shit popped off, that shit was sold on the street. Motherfuckers was like, yo, Yo, I got that motherfucker R. Kelly video. Let's let's just watch it. And then that shit came on, and we was all kind of sent back like, "Yo, that girl looked young as shit." And it was just like it wasn't something that was like, "Let's watch some child pornography," but it was just like, "Yo, the proof is in the pudding." I yep. saw this dude fucking a little girl. Like, I can't fuck with you no more. I see you peeing on a little girl. I can't fuck with you no more. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. There's multiple situations. Like, I could. I'm not gonna go ad about this, but I could talk to you about how I feel about Brian Woods and the accusations he's had leveled Ooh, against him. Fam, yeah, I had to I, stop fucking with him. I stopped reading all this shit. I'm that's like, what people I'm saying. Dick riding right. for him too. I'll be like, nah, man, nah, man. And I don't even care if this shit get it. People listen to like, yo, blah blah blah. I said this like, nah, man. I, I just sat back and see how he moved, man. He's kind of awkward sometimes. When he's out in the little party. I, I don't know, man. I, mm. Oh please, I couldn't care about your T's and C's. I'm J to the M to the E. I make G R I M to the E. I make you bop your head to the beat from the S W to the N to the E. Bear M to the C sport, they can swim with the sharks until they enter the sea. Blue cool, big up N to the G. Footsie, D to the E to the E. I show bare love like I did the E. Been like this from my end to the scene. Yeah, grind, I rep to the T. Are you, are you recording right now? Yeah, man, that shit records straight up. Like, it always records. I kind of feel a bit uncomfortable reading that. But then, uh, equally, I am a hypocrite because I'll listen to Pretty Young Thing like it ain't a problem. And I know Michael Jackson had his issues. Do you know what I'm saying? So everyone's hypocritical about these things. But I, think I don't know. I, I think with Michael, I have more, like... A lot right? of those... T- Good, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of those times... The cases or like someone will come out and say like, yo, the parents made the kids do it or the kid will recant as an adult. So I'm like, I'm still conflicted because it's like, how much of this was the parents playing upon a rumor to set up Michael Jackson so they can get rich? Because it's, it's. I'm with you, bro. I've got to say, as years go on, I feel like Michael Jackson had some severe mental issues. Yeah, you can't not be in the spotlight for that long and not have some things. But I also think a lot of people was exploiting like, those issues to a point because I know, like, and somebody could prove me wrong, but I remember, like, the last kid in which he went to trial over, once he became an adult, said, none of that shit happened. My dad made me do it. That being said, that kid looked like he was completely, utterly in love with Michael Jackson on that interview with that British-English dude. Like, I was watching yeah, that yeah. shit. I was watching that shit. I was like... Like, Michael didn't see, like, all that. He just, like, he would just get interviewed, and the kid was, like, staring starry-eyed, looking at him, like, completely in love. And I was like, that kid is going to cause Michael the final problem. And then, like, lo and behold, that is the shit what happened. And basically, that's the shit that killed him. It's, yeah. it's like, there's too and, much there's too much shit with the parents. I don't ever trusted the parents. So, I'm like, if Emmanuel Lewis said, oh, Michael will never touch me. If, um, if, if Macaulay Culkin said Michael ain't touched me And they was around Michael all the time And they was rich And you can say Especially Macaulay Culkin His parents was fucked up <laughs> So it's like a bit, man. Like if that happened And they're like Yo this dude ain't touched me And they was around him all the time But guess what the parents didn't need Them parents ain't need money Cause their kid was getting money these other parents let their kids go right there. Oh, shit, this is a good life. I want to have millions of dollars. Let's fake this shit up and put this shit on Michael Jackson. So it's just like, 
I need to see more evidence. With R. Kelly, I saw a tape. There was no yeah. lies in that tape. He was on like the BET version of Cribs like a couple weeks before. I saw that nigga's house on TV. That was that nigga's house on that tape. I was like, nah, that nigga did it. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a strong, I'm strongly in the fuck R. Kelly camp. Purely, do you know what? Even like, I know you look, you're not supposed to take sides in this world, but for me, Aaliyah's up there with the goats of 90s R&B. Like, yep. He kind of exploited her in a way that I feel uncomfortable about. Do you know what I mean? I feel enough uncomfortable about that. But, yeah, yeah, watching the old videos, it's kind of like, hmm. It, it, it's just like, let me just move on to the Timberland Missy area Leah, right now. <laughs> let me just Exactly. <laughs> and you know what as well now? Like, because when them joints come out, I was younger than Aaliyah, or I was around Aaliyah's age. Now I'm older and I see the back and forth video. I'm like, dude, she's she's a young girl. She's a young girl. She's like my little sister in that video. I don't feel right about that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's weird because when it came out, she's she was like 15. So I was like 13 and a half, 14. So it's kind of, you just see like this dope ass girl. Like I didn't even know she was that young when she first came out because she let his air just being mature and she looked older. But like, cause it's kind of like the same with Foxy Brown. Like I didn't know Foxy Brown was like my same age until like seven years ago. I was like, the fuck? Like you, you expect these people to be older because of the makeup and, and exactly. dress and glamour. And then you find out just like, like, mm, like, I don't even know how I feel about this. Like even, even still like taking on Foxy Brown, like now knowing that she's my same age and knowing like, oh, when I was just like, like, uh, ain't no nigga. And, like, she's got this back and forth with Jay-Z, who's at the time 26, and she's, like, 7, 16. I'm just, like, I don't, like, that has me feeling some type of way, but it's nothing to say <laughs> that they had any type of weird relationship that I don't know about. Like, I don't know about. If it was, it'd be, like, I feel kind of some type of way about it, but it is what it is. It's, like, but Biggie and everybody else, they was, like, his friends from being a kid. So, it's, just like, oh, Biggie was, like, 20. One or something with some shit that came out and like oh Kim was like seventeen. That's not that to me. That's I don't even think that's exploitive. There was a bunch of girls in high school that fucked with college dudes, so it's just like exactly. exactly. It's not that stripping, but like R. Kelly was a grown ass man. Like that nigga's like at least almost fifty right now. He, so, he must be almost. He must be round about fifty because like when we're talking like when he blew up in the UK was like you got that vibe and he was. Close to 30 at that point. He must have been like 26, 27, round about that time. Yeah. And that was like over 20 years ago now. Yeah, that is creepy, man. Like, I'm not, I just can't get that. Like, there are times when I can separate the art from artists. And look, if you're a piece of shit, I can kind of deal with that. But if you're making pedophile moves, I can't forget that. I can't forget them sort of things. Or if you've got, like, even like, look, I, I, I love boxing. I love UFC. Combat sports are my jam. Yeah, my girl's jam. But I feel a bit creepy about watching Mike Tyson fight nowadays, like watching his old reels, because I know that he was a a very suspect guy when it came to the way he dealt with women. And yeah. another, another good example for me, and like me and my girl have arguments about this all the not argument. We're we're getting to the about this all the time. My girl loves Chris Brown, yeah. I think oh, Chris yeah. Brown's a piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't fuck with Chris Brown. <laughs> I can't either, because like, I saw Rihanna's face afterwards, and I, and not only I saw Rihanna's face, I see the way he goes off when, was it on TRL or one of those shows where he went off and, like, I see the way he goes on, and I'm like, yeah, and you know what, even like, I've got a 16-year-old sister, 
I'm sorry, but I'm not down with you. If you're making like adult R&P music, good for you, yeah. But when you're making music aimed at 14, 15 year old girls called these hoes ain't loyal, I don't think I can fuck with that. I'm as an adult male, I don't think I can deal with that anymore. That's just me. But yeah, I don't fuck with Chris Brown. It's, it's weird with, especially that song, right? Like, I can't knock it. The song is fucking dope. Like, the oh, beat it's a jam. Dope. Like the hook is like it's amazingly good. But it's just like I can't separate I can't separate what I know about Chris Brown publicly, how he acts, and a song, These Hoes Ain't Loyal. So it's just like, oh, these hoes ain't loyal. So Rihanna ain't loyal, but you punched her in the motherfucking face I don't know how many times and left her out in the street. Exactly. So, should she be loyal to your punk ass? Nah. Like like there's a whole bunch of things leading up to like every time I see you get into a fight. It's over a chick or some chick leave like leave you publicly and you rail on them. It's just like I've seen you do too much fucked up shit. You got too many cases. You on probation too much. You do fucked up shit. You clearly got anger issues. You're not resolving them shits. I can't think. But of these hoes ain't loyal though. So I'm exactly. like, these hoes ain't loyal. I can't think of anyone who's gone from sweet boy to wannabe fuck so quickly more than Chris Brown. It's like he got cases. It's like. It's like Justin Bieber kind of look kind of thuggish, but he ain't really got real cases. Like Chris Brown got cases, cases. Like mm. I don't know how the fuck you getting out of jail, really cases. I'm, I'm with you, man. And look, uh, uh, one last man who I, I have massive issues with at the moment, and this is a, this is a real uh, current one. He's Tiger. Not only mm. not only is his rap game weak, his rap game is weak. Like. I have big issues with the fact that you're drawing a 17 year old girl brother and you're like 27 I have big issues with that like I don't think I can get down like that and look it, it doesn't matter to me because he he's not coming with no J Electronica Nas bars so I ain't, I ain't having to worry about separating art from artists because I think he's kind of trash anyway but when I'm like my girl reads like I'm sure you get them them magazines in the US that are just like which celebrity is looking fat this week? Or which celebrity oh, is looking fat? Yeah? yeah, my girl yeah. What reads them. And I can't be looking at pictures of whatever, what is it, Kylie or Ken? Kylie. Jen, it's Kylie, Kylie Jenner, Jenner, yo. And Tiger, like, all smooching. I can't be looking at that. Yo, I haven't seen that. Like, I don't, I don't even know how I would react to that. Like, I, that shit is so fucked. That shit is fucked up on mad levels. All right. I have an issue. I don't know if it's an issue, but I, it's weird to me that basically every Kardashian girl fucks with a rapper. They fucks with they fucks with niggas like and like the kind of this this patron thing of like of like white beauty to a certain degree. But like they're Armenian, so it's almost this thing was like, yeah, you white, but you kind of like a little bit of color because like their body proportions are different. But this like. Yo, Tiger's 27. He left his baby mama to fuck with a teenager, and everybody's complicit in it. Her mama complicit. Her sisters are complicit. French Montana's complicit. Motherfucking Kanye's complicit. I know, I'm like, Kanye. what the fuck? I know, like, I've seen interviews with Kanye. All kind of proud, like, he helped matchmake. And I'm like, yay, you're my hero, man. Don't <laughs> say this to me. Don't say this to me. I'm like, yo, can she wait till she graduate high school? At least, at least, like, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, like I'm like, I'm, I just, it's just like, 
Yo, because I, I felt some type of way. I remember the first episode of Keeping Up the Kardashians. It's the first one I saw. I saw one of the little girls. It was Kendall or it was Kylie, and they were spinning around a pole. And I was like, this is bad business. I, I can't fuck with it. I, like, I got to turn this off. Like, And I have nothing against the Kardashian hustle because I like turn, turn a sex tape into an empire. It's some next level shit. That's capitalism in its purest. Yeah, make your money, girl. But, yo, there's something to me about, like, it's it's completely fucked up because just like he fell into the whole paradigm of being a rapper. You sign on the Young Money Cash Money. You really ain't blow up like you thought you was going to blow up, but you also get all the accoutrements, so you get the, the bad black chick that's like part stripper, part photo model, part this, that, and the third with black china. I guess it's Black China. You knock her up. You have seeds with the woman, and then you leave the woman, who she's still hot. I don't know what fucked up it is going on, but she she clearly got friends in the game. But you fuck with a teenager, like a teenager. It's messed up, man. It's messed up. Uh, like, Black Black China's the chick that looks like she was drawn by a nineties Marvel artist, doesn't it? Yeah, or or, or or Joe Chiodo who do all them dope ass paintings for Wildstorm. Like, yeah. like those painted Wildstorm covers. It's like her, first of all, her proportions are crazy. And, but yeah, it's just like, like, here's my thing. I don't think I could go from that, from a grown ass woman with a body like that, that look like that, to like a 17 year old girl still growing. A girl. A girl. Like, That's she's still figuring shit out. She still got to worry about motherfucking trig tests and like, well, history tests and shit like that. Like, <laughs> like I'm how can I even... To to you, Judy, about don't think you worried about... I don't think she's worried, but, like, she still got homework. Yeah, if I'll your homework you, ain't, you. like, ain't trying to get, like, a graduate degree or a PhD, that's the only type of homework I want to hear about. <laughs> My age is 27. Yeah. The type of the type of the homework I want to hear about, like, oh, you got to do your, your dissertation in front of me to make sure you sound good. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I could go with, but, like... Yo, she still she didn't even graduate yet. She ain't even eighteen. She got videos talking about like, oh, her lips, and this is how you do your lips. Got little girls fucking their lips up. Oh, we'll find out. Oh, she got plastic surgery already. Like, yeah. Make you like what do you need plastic surgery for? If you finish growing up, you gonna look like your sisters, and your sisters look thick as fuck. Like they look fine. They just finish growing. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. The one, the 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 Kardashian sister, the one that. Uh... Always goes with a with the messed up guys. The one who went with Lamar Odom and French. Oh, uh, Chloe. Yeah, I got a thing for Chloe Kardashian. She's thick. Yo, I'm not gonna lie to you, but anyway, that's that's by the by. Like, I'm just just tying into this. Did you hear um talking about thick girls? Did you hear what Amber Rose was saying about Kanye recently? She be going in on him. Did you hear the Did you hear the one uh, Travis Scott writes all these bars? Yeah. Yeah, and you know I'm what? not even surprised. I, I don't even care. Recently, you know that they sound remarkably similar, like their lyrical content. Yeah, it's not even surprising. Like, but it's like, like I don't like it's, in the end. I don't care because it's like, hey, he puts all the credits on the song. Because like all day got like eighty seven thousand credits. Yep. So it seems like what K Dot wrote some lyrics. Travis Scott wrote. Does it like it doesn't matter because like, yo, Kanye already proved himself in a certain be as the type of MC he is. But in the end, he's a producer. Dr. Dre ain't writing none of his shit. You can tell different Dr. Dre albums by whoever the fuck is his main protege. You he's listen to the chronic, at the time and then yeah, yeah, like like you listen to the Chronic. Is the Chronic dope as fuck? Yes, but you just know that Snoop and, and fucking 
all his crew, this, the the dog pal was writing all them goddamn lyrics. The DOC and all them guys. Yeah. Hear it, yeah. Like you listen to like NWA records, you know Ren and Cube was writing them lyrics. You listen to uh, 2001, oh, you know Eminem was was penning all that shit because it's just yeah. like the whole flow change up. I'm like, like nah, like, like I don't care. Like I don't care what I care about when Kanye dropped the joint. Is it gonna bang? Like. If it's gonna bang, he's gonna have some hot lines. He gonna he still got the Kanye wit in there. It's just like I don't think Travis Scott wrote all of it because there's just some type of jokes in it. It just are just Kanye jokes. They're just Kanye punchlines. So it's just like oh he's in the room with a bunch of dudes. They writing a song. Then he got a whole bunch of other producers in there. Like nobody makes a big deal to like what part of Cool Summer is like a fucking Hudson Mohawk album. Yeah, I feel you, man. Look, I'm not hating. Like, I just thought it was interesting for her. It is. Like, she's been going off on one, like. Yo, because he picked a side. Like, he should have stayed. Personally, I think he should have stayed out of it because she know too much about him. Yeah. But, like, yo, when she went at at the Kardashian situation with Tiger, yo, you should have let Chloe and, and, and Amber just bang that on her Twitter and say the fuck out of it like, like your wife did. You ain't see Kim say nothing about none of that shit. She ain't say nothing. She just, nah. That's what Kanye should have did. She say the fuck out of it. Because she, she keep airing his shit out. Because she's still on the inside. Yeah. She is, isn't it? And I, I think Chloe... Early morning, I had a little look for the curtain. See a couple grey clouds forming. Alright, then pass me the anorak weed for the journey. Lunch for the backpack. Forget a postcode for the sat nav. I prefer walking. I never heard my name called, cool, but it's my name that they want to see falling. I might start acting. Chloe messed up with the you're just some stripper or whatever she said to her. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, she might be some stripper, but you need to know your role about what your sisters have been doing to get famous. Like, like, like you eating because. Like Brandy's little brother banged <laughs> out your sister, and the tape leaked and got sold. That's why you eating right now, completely. Yeah. That's why you eating. A girl from Philly that had to fucking support her family and herself, do what she knew how to do, is stripping. That's fine. I have no problems with that. But guess what? She made the money herself. She took care of family herself. She got everywhere by by herself through her own work ethic. You really eating because your sister got banged out and then you married a fucking L.A. Laker who was getting rings. Like, let's keep it 100. Like, I don't know what the fuck Chloe do. Chloe's still hot because she's on the show and she's fucking with French Montana on and off. Yeah, is that, is that, is that on? Like... I don't even know sometimes when they're on and off. Just to my head, it's like, I guess they're still together. But I still don't know what the fuck Chloe does. She eating because the family eats, but... The real hustlers in the family, from my opinion, is is Mom, Chris Jenner, and Kim. They the ones really out there working. Yeah, man. Like it's it's a twisted situation. Like like just on on an aside, is Lamar Odom still playing basketball? Nah, man, he's fucked up. He is a crackhead. Yeah, he's sad. a crackhead. Yeah, that's what it's I heard. Sad. It's sad as fuck. It's, it bummed me out. I was like, nah, he can't be a crackhead. Like, there's a certain point. Like as an adult, like you grow up in America, being black, the crack era was so crazy. You see crackheads growing up that you just know 
if there's any drug you to fuck with, the one you don't fuck with completely is crack. So I don't even understand how to do his age, because we're a similar age, it's fucking with crack. Like you you know what it does. Yeah. You synced it. Like there's no there's no trying it, you might escape it. Like nah, you're gonna be a crackhead. We, it's it's like the zombie apocalypse. You know, yo, don't get bit. You know what the fuck's <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah, man. That is so just a weird situation. Look, because look, it's look, being a drug addict is a horrible thing. You know, like there's, there's multiple schools of thought, but I'm I'm strongly of the opinion that if you get caught up in that, that I feel sorry for you more than anything. But when yeah. your hustle is hundreds of millions of dollars, there's there's must be other ways to think. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It seems really, really, really odd like, that he found himself in that situation. Um, before I forget, how did, because I was too busy watching the UFC, how did uh, the uh, Harden versus Curry match go last night? My dude, like, I didn't see it because I was, I was watching this shit about, like, World War Two. but, like, I woke up this morning, I turned on NBA TV, and the Houston Rockets fell apart. Okay, yeah. It was, it was, it was sad. Like, Steph Curry... Hit seven out of nine threes. He scored twenty one points in just three points. He's putting on a clinic. Like the Houston Rockets have no, like their heart is gone. Like they just got taken apart. It was, it was. I, I was watching the little replays and I was like, oh my. Like I've never seen like a team that good fall apart. And I still think that like it's sad that the Clippers couldn't knock Houston off. Because I think the Clippers would have put on a better series with the Warriors because they have more of a rivalry. Like Chris Paul got crossed up in the regular. Like he had to, he would have to go get that back. Like Blake Griffin's going to dunk on somebody. Like yeah, Blake Griffin's like, my dude as well. It's like they got more. I think they got more of a will to like beat the Golden State Warriors because they have more of a rivalry with the Golden State Warriors right now than the Houston Rockets. It's like the Houston, my main thing with Houston Rockets is like yo Dwight Howard ain't got no heart. Like, he's been on so many teams, and I see him just not put the effort that I expect to see out of a champion or a person that wants to be champion. I don't see that in him. I don't see that in his eyes. I don't see the way he plays. So I'm not even surprised they they're playing against these Gold State Warriors. I'm seeing Gold State go off because, like, Steph Curry wants it. Like, you can see it. He wants that ring. Everybody on that team wants that ring. Steve Kerr wants to get that ring as a coach. Like, everybody, like, yo, they want this. They want to fight LeBron. LeBron always got the hunger. Like he scored almost triple double the other night. Yeah, man. And, and do you think Golden State are gonna get the rings? Yo, I think they, cause I think basically Atlanta's done because they keep getting hurt, and it's sad because they play really good. But Cleveland gonna beat them, and I think Golden State. I clearly they up three one. They up three nothing right now. So they clearly they gonna win. I don't know. They can beat LeBron. I don't know if they will beat LeBron. I'll, yo, LeBron is still the best player in the world right now. Like, yeah. you got the and MVP. Irving's on fire as well. Like. Nah, but he got hurt. He's out for the rest of the season. Oh, is he? Oh, man. It's sad, but they got J.R. Smith. And J.R. Smith, the other night, was putting up three-pointers like he was Steph Curry. So, it's just like, they still got two all-star players on the Cleveland. It's like... And, and the one thing is that, that, that LeBron has over him is so much finals experience. He only won twice, but he's been to like five or six finals. Yeah, it's nothing to him. It's no pressure. No pressure at all. He, he knows what to do. Yeah, but does LeBron James have them crazy Under Armour joints on? 
<laughs> he don't. I know he ain't pushing them Under Armour joints. Uh, but he got the joint now. That if he wears a headband, he beast out though. Like now he don't always wear the headband, but when you put on the headband on, it's like it's like Goku going Super Saiyan or some shit. It's like okay, <laughs> you really want to do this? Wow! <laughs> like. Oh boy! Like them Under Armour joints as well. Like. You you can't find them in the UK. UK heads ain't pushing no Under Armour creps. That that ain't how <laughs> Like what's Under Armour like? <laughs> Yo, Under Armour like Under Armour's doing good. They got that sports gear that athletes like. It's funny because here they they they're like they're in Baltimore, so they're kind of local. But yo, they've been on the come up. They their shoe game ain't tight, but like their gear game, motherfuckers live and die by that shit. Like motherfuckers buy the fuck out of their their gear. Like their little athletic support gear, all that. Like motherfuckers be buying Under Armour, so I know they're they big on right. the CrossFit. And uh, there's a there's a football team. Well, when I'm talking football, I'm talking real. football. I know what you're talking about because I think they got a bunch of games playing today. They took over all the NBC networks down here. Yeah, yeah. It's the last game of the season today. Last game yeah. of the season. We have a real round football. None of these, <laughs> none of this egg shaped nonsense. Yeah, like my boys Arsenal look like they're gonna get there with the equivalent of what I guess what is a playoff place. We get in, we get into the Champions League next season. But I know Under Armour sponsor a couple of teams in the UK, and like I remember when they sponsored guy like people were like who's Under Armour? Who who are they? they're not Nike? They're not Adidas? They're not even yeah. Puma? Like who are these guys? Like they're trying to break into y'all market. They just trying to let y'all know. They trying to get in there. They got America on lock, though, because they got it through football and basketball. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, I, football, said, like, I know football, they're big on the CrossFit training. and all them ones yeah. as well. Like, that training gear, when people yeah. be training, or like the stuff they wear underneath of the, of the of, like, especially football players underneath of the, the pads and shit, people be, and the rock, he be wearing it in the movies, like he's always rocking it, and like, goddamn Fast and Furious movies, he got Under Armour on, like, they, they in America, they straight, they just got to get that. That global market, I guess it's smart. They're trying to get in with football over there, because they get they get Europe and they get South America. They can they can eat. They can listen, eat. listen, they'll have a hard hard time. I'm like, I feel like maybe in the states you're more open to newer different brands, but ironically, there ain't really no UK brands that are popping. But in the UK, it's Nike, Adidas, and then a long steep drop off after that. It makes, makes sense. It and then, like sense. maybe like like among amongst the hip kids at the at the moment, New Balance and Saucony are popping. But you like that that's on the real the East London hipster kids. And Puma's still popping like because it's Puma in it. But Nike, Adidas, and then not much after that. Like I will, but like I ain't gonna lie. Like you know, you know, because because we we chat on Instagram. You know, I got a trainer fetish. You ain't seen yeah. me much other than Nike and Adidas. And even Adidas, I'm like. They better be some hot joints for me to push them. It's Nike or nothing, man. Yeah, man, that swoosh be calling like. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't even fuck with like remake Jordans and shit, but it's the other shoes they be coming out with, like the fly dits and the and the and the lunar soles. I be sitting there be like, ooh, like like I don't know, like ooh, the Air Maxes be looking so crispy right now. It's just like oh, they cost so much. It's like I gotta so much stuff I like want to buy. I want to have like a wall of just. Nike boxes because that's how many bangers they be putting out. Like, that's what I'm saying. And, and look, Air, like Nike Air Max 87s and 90s are a London mm. boy's uniform and have been for <laughs> 20 years. Do you know what I mean? No problems. Like it's hard for them to get knocked off. But for me personally, yeah, Air Maxes are the ones, and then 
and flying it to my jams. But Jordans are popping off over here as well. I, I walked past uh, one of the, the big trainer stores, sneaker stores around here, and there was a queue around the block for the new Jordan breads or the old Jordan breads, like yeah, whatever remakes. it was, like an 11. Or, do you know what? Like Jordans kind of passed me by. Them, them London stars are a bit more sleek, whereas them Jordans high up the ankles are a bit much for me, man. But it is what it is. But yeah, anyway, Under Armour ain't ain't ever ever getting a look in round here. I'll be surprised if they did. And it'll but, take it took me decades, I'm guessing, before they can even get to like number three. Because exactly, um, but it's a clever thing that they are doing. If you sponsor a, a football team, that's a way to get brand and loyalty quick. One of the big things that seems to be different about. American sports and UK sports, and I might be wrong about this, but like all the NBA teams have to wear Adidas, isn't it? Yeah, because they bought the license from the league, so they make yeah, all the jerseys. That. You buy the license from the teams in the UK, so every team has its own shirt, like be it Nike, Puma. I think even New Balance are getting in on the act this time round. So big money, man! Hundreds of millions of. Do- I know um, Arsenal once again, the best team in North London. Um, Arsenal once again I think 700 million pounds so what's that like 1.2 million dollars for like a five year deal with Puma or six year deal with Puma they're, it's not messing around they're, they're going in so it's big bucks and, and plus I'm sure you know because the World Cup was popping over there last season them shirts ain't cheap man they're nah. not cheap I'm like y'all jerseys is like jerseys just always cost a lot of money but I was seeing them as like you know them jerseys are like t-shirts but them jerseys a grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tried. I think the NBA tried to make when it I was out more European. Last year. The t- how how are you like? Because how are you feeling about the NBA players wearing t-shirts? Because that's nah. kind of a bit odd to me, man. Nah, man, it look like they practicing. It, that, exactly. That like, it's like that's not you practicing. Like you ain't even y'all even taking this game seriously right now. You running around in t-shirts like. <laughs> Like it's not even like it's not even like hood shit either, but like somebody just got like a long ass tee on and they like roll the sleeve up. Like nah, you just you just practice it. Like what is this? I, I just turned on and y'all y'all running drills, y'all doing suicides. Like nah, man. Yeah, I'd have more respect for them if they were going on like a Shad Moss circa two thousand and two with a t shirt around their kneecaps. Like yeah, <laughs> Shad Moss. Shout out to Shad Moss. Little bow wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, how how like, I'm sorry, but you're always bow wow to me. Yeah, he's on a, like a CSI show. He's like, yo, they got a little bow wow on with Dawson's Creek up there solving solving cases and shit. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck happened to the world? Listen, he can solve any case if he's wearing them Magic Air Jordans. He's solving any case. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would tie that in. Oh, that would be like you know, like some elsewhere where everything's tied into everything. I'd yes. love it if it was a light mic version. <laughs> he got them dressed in the closet. It's like, there's a, there's a case that's so great. It's like, he has to take them out and put them on. It's just like, oh shit. Then they can tie in Dawson's Creek going back to the, going back to the creek or some shit. It's like, oh shit. It's all connected. Dawson's Creek, like bike, everything. CSI, it's all together. Oh, man. Exactly. This is my sound, it sure ain't uh, garage. I've heard they don't like me in garage because I use their scene to make my own sound. The Eskimo sound is mine, recognize it's mine. You can't claim what's mine, it's my time to bait you up. I don't hate you, but some of you have got a problem. I put you out of business, why is that a problem? What's your problem? What the heck, my name is problem, remember? What you call it? What you call it? Garage? What you 
stupid. I've got brains, I can never be stupid. You can never use my name for make your brains jam. I won't turn up a fair home with my girl and jam. You can't threaten me with no bad man, so I'm not scared. Sorry, man, but I've been so much now I don't give a monkey. Swim from tree to tree, just like monkeys. Who influenced me to be wonky? Who influenced me to make SQB? I make SQ girls and SQ boys move their feet to the sound. You can hear, I hear you try to stop my record sales, record deals, but the bell can't hold the wasted. If it gets too big and it's trembling, then pop. It blows up and we win. I'm winning. Ready to say my goodbyes. Goodbye to the man who don't like me. Goodbye to the woman who don't like me. Goodbye to the fingers pointing at me. Goodbye to the promoters that hate me. Goodbye to the people that's hassling me. I'm turning over a new leaf. Get shot like a knife in the sheets. They shot like a knife. Cutting beef. Cut the strings. It's not brief. If you don't cut the strings, it's more brief. See, I get the impression I'm not wanted. So I'm leaving the scene. That's what you wanted. That's what I wanted. I'm on my way now. Wish me luck. I'm doing my thing now. To the fans, let's go. Everyone who likes this, let's go. Everyone who likes that, go that way. Go that way. Go that way. Go that way. Boy, so what comic have you been popping up recently? Anything exciting? Are you are you off Marvel now? Yo, alright. Like, I stopped reading Marvel for the most part. Even the Hickman jams. But see, I like Hickman. Okay. So, like, I read that first Secret Wars shit, and I was like, this motherfucker could write a comic book. Like, no matter, no matter how much I hate Marvel right now, yo, the first two issues of Secret Wars was fire. Like... He got so many concepts and ideas and shit in there. I'm just like, like it's real talk. He's like he's gunning for Morris's spot without like, but not being, but not being Morrison. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He got Doctor Doom like fighting gods and shit with like Doctor Strange on his side with like Molecule Man and shit. And then like you seeing the Ultimate Universe come out and they get fucked up because it's like yo the regular Marvel Universe is just that much more gangster. And then like everything blows up, and they got life rafts, and then he got like a bunch of Thors and shit. And they got Doctor Doom is sitting in the motherfucking throne of of a tree. I'm just like with the all white armor on, with the yeah. all white cloth, and he got Galactus is like the doorman and shit with like Franklin in the hand. I'm like, I'm like this shit is gangster as fuck. Like it turns if you a Doctor Doom fan, yo, you just can't not like this shit. It's just like yo, Doctor Doom. Like all white Doctor Doom is like some of the coldest shit I've ever seen in ages. Like, and I, and I'm on some real fuck Marvel comic shit right now. But I'm just like, like I'm never you never gonna see some shit this dope in the movies because they hey they ain't got Doctor Doom and I don't even think they got the balls to make something this cold. Like, yeah, they're shook. They're shook. They can't be doing that in the movies. They ain't gonna happen. Like, it's like Thanos is cool as all, but he like he ain't Doctor Doom. Like Doctor Doom is like, yo, like fuck all you is. I'm the boss. It just it just looks Hickman just write it just write a dope ass story. He just That second issue know. was special as well, man. It was especially like and I ain't gonna lie, like I've I come through I am a Bendis fan. I ain't gonna hate on no no writers like that. But to read something that was so dense as that second issue compared to the last previous ten, twelve years of Marvel where they were writing for Six, seven issue trades like that felt like a trade's worth of comic in one comic where I've been so conditioned to having to read trade and trade and trade and trade but yeah Hick- Hickman Hickman's dope he's he's a serious guy and that Esad Ribic or however you say his name he can draw the hell out of a comic he is, he's got a nice line yo he had the brightest looking so tough it yeah, like for Captain Britain shit like a whole Captain Britain clan he was just sitting there and then my man at the end he had to put the, the helmet on and the dope ass sword and jump over the wall I was like yo that's the hardest I ever seen Jamie Braddock just like 
and the throws up is like he got the throws looking tough. Like it, it was unbelievable, and that concept, like, because that was the other thing as well. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm so conditioned to the kind of knowing what's going to happen in this issue of the comic, like, and I, I, I went into this ep- uh, issue like completely blind, and I thought they were just going to like do some Ned Stark Game of Thrones thing and cut his head off. But when they threw him over the wall, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I see what you're doing here. It was, it was very special. It was a very special comic. I've yeah, got a lot of like time you, for it. You don't even know if he's dead or not. It's just like, yo, he might walk. Like, I know there's other ones. It's like, yeah, he got to fight all the zombies, but he might survive for a little while because, you know, he a Captain Britain. And maybe he might run into some Ultrons or something. It's just like, you don't even know what the fuck is going to happen. It's just like... It's interesting because I know Hickman's run of Avengers started out really high sales wise, and then it got really low. And they banked the whole thing on him, and they they basically folded. Like he got the big event and essentially reboot the entire universe. But like I think a lot of people stopped buying it because they say, "Hey, nothing will happen," which is crazy if you was reading it because it's like, "What do you mean nothing's happening?" This motherfucker got like universe spanning shit in twenty two pages every month. And yeah. it just got so dense. Like, he's throwing so many crazy ideas, like, super science. He got, like, pages of just, like, Black Panther read and, like, the Hulk debating, like, like quantum physics-level science fiction shit. Just, like, I don't know how we're going to save, blah, 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 but we got to do this. And then, like, Namor's like, fuck y'all niggas. I'm going to blow this planet up. And they're like, no. I'm like, and, and then, like, you got shit over there with, like, Captain America it's just like, oh, I remember y'all wiped my mind. Well, fuck all y'all up. Like, we ain't friends no more. Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> yeah, no, like... I'm, with, I'm with you, man. Like, <laughs> like, do you think, though, that part of it's down to the fact that, like, look, if I was a new, like, I've got over 20 years. I know you've probably got a saying of reading comics. And I know I know what to expect. Uh, I know everything back to front. If I was some new guy who just come. I've seen Iron Man 3 and then go from comic it would make my head spin inside out do you think there's a little bit of it's a bit impenetrable for like the casual fan and maybe Marvel are a bit shook at that or maybe they're not I don't know like but I'm with you I think it's a bit too <sighs> I'm a little bit off both Marvel and DC at the moment like, I feel like I've been through the, the Roy Thomas three year cycle too many times recently I need to kind of just take a step back but I just got a Galaxy tab today for my birthday, so I'm going to be back straight on the comic. So I ain't going to Congrats. Lie. You know yeah. what I've been reading mostly is um, Weekly Shonen Jump. Okay. So I was like, I've been had that for like two, three years now. And basically, it's like $26, and you get it for a year, and every week you get a new joint, and it's like 200-plus pages of comics every Monday. And it's just like, yo, I'm reading the... They they testing out a comic right now that's about high school ball ballroom dance club. Yeah, you think that shit that's sounds like about. crazy. Is but it's like I'm already two chapters in. I'm like this shit is cold as ice. Like he got it's like it's like an action comic, but it ain't about action. It's about like learning how to ballroom dance. It's like I don't even know how they be doing it. They make all that shit interesting. One of the, the freshest comics to jump right now is called Food Wars. It's like high school Iron Chef. Real talk. Nice. Half the comics just about chef battles, and they be like, "Yo, one it was one joint was just like 
they had to they had to cook pike in a special way. So there was like a three way battle, and you just reading them joints like each one trying to figure out this new type of recipe on how to cook pike. I'm just like, you you explain that to somebody, they look at you like you're crazy talking about a comic, but you reading it just like, yo, he's learning the ill steaming technique right now. You see him <laughs> chopping shit up like, I'm like, like you're just into it like it's just like Dragon Ball Z, but there's no punches. It's like motherfuckers just learning, just cooking like. I'm like shit And then One Piece Is still extra gully Like the gulliest Comic book on earth So You'd be proud of me That's the thing I've been reading most Like all them times I've spoken to you And it's like Yeah I ain't fucking The last year or so I've been fucking With manga Hard like, And I'm reading The classics Like I'm on volume 18 Of Mobile for Cover like, That shit is so gully It's, it's so a tough. special comic man It's a special book Like And I'm I'm just tearing through them what else did I read recently that I really enjoyed? Um, the, all the Naoki Urasawa stuff. See, obviously where I'm jumping on it late, I'm reading the things that are kind of obvious, like my first manga yeah. pack. But I've never read them before, so for me this is like a whole new world. So I tore through Monster, most of which I could get. Some of it I had to had to get if you hear what yeah. I'm saying like yeah 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 because uh, yeah. it's just unavailable uh, I bought all of Pluto um, which I really enjoyed it's one of the hardest stories it's like when I read Pluto is Pluto is like everything that current modern American comics are trying to do in terms of like we're going to retell an old story from the Silver Age and we're going to add modern sensibilities and, and more conflicted plot but to perfection it's just like everything Jeff Johns was trying to do yeah times like times like 9,000 because it's like oh yeah I got some issues with the Iraq war and the way America's handling the war on terror I'm gonna throw that in there and I'm gonna throw in some type of ill ass plot from like a good suspense thriller and I'm gonna throw this in there oh yeah all that shit for Blade Runner I'm gonna throw that shit in there too and, and then again it's still the basic story from Astro Boy from like 1955 or some shit it's just like when it hits you, it smacks you across the face. When you see it, it's like, oh shit, that's motherfucking Astro Boy. And yeah. It's just like a regular Japanese kid with like a hoodie on. It's like, I think I flipped the table. I got to that shit. I was like, <laughs> And I don't know what was wrong with me because, like, I remember being a younger, like, watching Akira and watching Appleseed and watching Ghost in the Shell and loving them jams. I don't know why I ever, I'm not going to like manga. Like, I, I genuinely don't know what was wrong with me. Even to a point that, like, my girl, like, humours me most of the time about reading comics. Like, and I'll be like, oh, you got to read, you got to read, like, this new jam. And I like, don't get, she, she will read some and she'll be like, yeah, this is like, I tried to get her on Preacher and she was like, that's some bullshit, I ain't enjoying that. But then, <laughs> but then she read Scalp and was like, yeah, Scalp is good, yeah. But the yeah. thing that she loves more than anything is Junji Ito, Uzumaki and Kyo. I bought both of them for her and she likes horror so like she's oh. reading some Junji Ito some fucked up comics but they're just perfect in every way not an ounce of like a new like a good example is I was reading some manga and then I went back to reading some US comics and it's just full of padding whereas like a manga will be like right we're stripping away all the bullshit we're just giving you what you need directly into your eyeballs and I appreciate that a lot it shows a lot of confidence that I think American comics seem to be lacking at the moment but yeah the Junji Ito's my boy Naoki Urasawa's my boy I tried to read some Masamun Shiro but 
Manny's. That shit's tough. It's, it's tough. tough right? <laughs> because it's the way he draws and writes. It's just like, I always, it's like I can't always follow it myself. And almost to the point where it's like, I'd rather watch the animes from it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a little bit more direct. Like, I'd rather watch Ghost in the Shell in the shows rather yeah, than read the comic. Because it's kind of like, like, he's still heavily involved into those. So, the spirit's there and the story's there. It was just a little bit easier for me to, to handle. <laughs> And the other the other jam that I've got, but I haven't read yet, and I'm staring at them on my bookshelf now, are the uh, Satoshi Con or Con Satoshi books that Dark Horse put out in the last couple of months. Because Perfect Blue, I remember watching that when I was about sixteen, and was like, yeah, that's Perfect Blue is the that oh. shit is a, that shit is a movie. I was like, and so obviously, so I'm like, okay, now I know that he worked with uh, Katsuhiro Atomo as a background artist and. Now I've found out Dark Horse for putting out all his books again. Yeah, I'm jumping on all them. So I've yet yeah. to read them, but they're my jams at the moment. He's, you know I'm, what you got to find? You got to find Slam Dunk. You got to read Slam Dunk. I see. I know about Slam Dunk. Because what did I... Oh, no. What did I read? That the Slam Dunk guy... Did he write Vagabond as well? Yeah, that's yeah, the shit. I read yeah. Vagabond, and that's dope. That's dope. It's like... Like, Slam Dunk, I was reading, it's like one of the real reasons why like basketball blew up in Japan. Really? Because all the kids was reading that shit. It was mad popular. And it was like, they started fucking with basketball because even in the story, he kind of teaches things about basketball. Like, like he has the character to learn how to box out or learn how to like get a rebound. So they was able to understand the game wow. through the comic. And there's so much love in that comic for basketball. Like, he really fucks with basketball. There's like a point where like a character gets a pair of Jordans. So this book is coming out like in the 90s, like when Jordans is fresh. So it's just like you see it. It's almost like some of the characters even look black because they got like high top fades and dope ass haircuts. I'm like, <clears throat> like okay, like this is Japan, but still, it's just it's one of the best stories I've ever read in the comic book form. For real, and it's just about yeah. high school basketball and like it's you see how he draws. It's so realistic. So when he's drawing like players in motion, like crossing people up, taking like the two pointer shot or the three pointer, or shooting a free throw. He got like the the sweat coming down their face. And it's just worrying about it's just it's amazing. Yeah, it's I'll amazing. read that. Uh, just on that, did you ever manage to cop them slam dunk Jordans? Nah, like I like all them Jordans is too much. Like it sucks because I'm an adult, so like I got bills and shit. Exactly, exactly. So like I could justify buying them Jordans, even though I wanted to buy them Jordans so bad. Because even had like the art was on the boxes, I was like. Oh, I got my man Sakuraki on this shit. Like, ah, but it's like. You know, you got to remortgage your house for them nowadays as well. They are expensive now. They've got. And they sell out so quick. With the roof. Things sell out. Things sell out so quick. And then you got to go to eBay or something. It's just like, I ain't paying the prices, man. That's what I'm saying. Even in the UK, where basketball's secondary and slam dunk is like, what? what you Like, I know of it, but it's not widely read over here. They're going for over £500 a pair. So it's, you need you need dough for them sort of moves at the moment, and th- this is a thing. Like as a, as a, as a sneaker addict, I'm starting to get a bit tired of waking up at five in the morning to queue up for buying trainers at for, like face value, and I'm not buying them on eBay like for three hundred, four hundred pounds. So I might have to take yeah. a step back from the trainer game for a little while because it involves like like anything, like comic books, like sports. It requires commitment that, as a, as you said, like as an adult, I'm not sure I'm willing to commit that much anymore. It's it's weird to me how the 
the quote unquote geek culture mentality is sadly been put all throughout like culture because it's been, it's just yeah. like all these things we've grown up into is like, yo, I got to get to the store to get this special version of a comic book. I got to pre-order it with the store. I got to bless them with like all this extra dough for like a 22 page paper comic. Cause I want this one special cover or some bullshit like that. And then it, it permeated to the collectible toys. So it's like, Oh, I got to pre-order this shit for this much for essentially a toy for children that everybody else looked onto. Just like, Oh, they getting this money like that from this little bit of people. Yo, we can foster this and everybody else. We can get crazy guap. So it's just like, Essentially, they took the sneaker fans, which is a larger, larger like fan base pool, and apply everything from comic books to to freaking to athletic shoes. Yep. And then like records do the same thing now. So it's like, oh, you want the vinyl joint? You want the special duper vinyl joint with maybe the CD or the or the cassette tape? That's going to set you back about a hundred, hundred fifty dollars. You got to get up X amount of morning. You got to pre order all this bullshit. Is just like, like yo. I grew out of that shit with the comics. Like, I don't even want the paper comics no more. I don't want to deal with this shit with shoes and everything the fuck else. Um, and movies as well, you know. Let's, let's be honest about this. Like, whatever my opinion was of Avengers 2, you reap the benefits of Avengers 2 if you watch the 10 movies that come before it. So, yeah. People want to debate that shit till they blew in the face. I'm just like... I'm almost like, yo, you wrong. Because it's like, there's certain shit. You, like... I didn't even go see any of the movies last year. The only reason I saw Winter Soldier is because I was up. I turned on Stars and that shit was on. I still don't even know how that shit start. It's I a saw good that shit like half film, an hour though. in. It's alright. But I'm just saying, when I saw Age of Ultron, it's just like, oh, so you starting off with him, them fighting Hydra. Like, this shit is almost like a week after the Captain America movie. Yeah. But if you didn't see the Captain America movie, who the fuck is Hydra? I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And it, you, you're entirely right about how geek cultures infiltrate everything. And it, as it goes back to what I was saying, it requires too much of a commitment most of the time. Like even the Fast and the Furious films, where I ain't gonna lie, Fast and the Furious is my jam. Give me a Woody yeah. Allen film. Woody Allen can get the fuck out of here if Jason Statham <laughs> and The Rock are having a fight. That's all I'm talking about. When Woody Allen starts making movies where Jason Statham is punching someone in the face, I'll, I'll be down with Woody <laughs> Allen, yeah? But anyway, yeah, even the Fast and the Furious films require a six-film commitment yeah. to watch the seventh one. Like they earned it, though. It's yeah. funny, because I think with, with Marvel, it's like they, they're speeding it up. So they're coming out with two movies a year. Every year. It's just because it's like the Marvel method is only for 2008. At least when I watch... When you watch Furious 7... And yeah, I've watched all the Fast and Furious, but this shit started like 2001. So it's just like, you can watch, like Fast and Furious is on TNT over here. It's on some type of cable channel 30 some odd weeks of the year. <laughs> so if you ain't seen the Fast and the Furious, you, clearly you're a really busy person. You've never been sitting in the house not doing shit because you can just turn on TV and you can watch the first Fast and Furious. You can at least learn who the basic characters are. And it's almost like the second one and the third one it wasn't to the third one where they started like blessing like little continuity things, but you can still kind of skip around and get the gist of it. Like even if you go into Fury Seven blind, you know that some bad shit happens. But in the end, it's like the Fast and Furious versus the Transporter, and you can kind of just go along <laughs> with it. Which I will say as well, 
I've seen a few. Fast and the Furious Seven is my favourite superhero film for a few years. You're, you you ain't telling me it's not a superhero film when The Rock grips up some girl and flies out the tenth story of a building and lands on the top of a car and he's just like oh, oh that was a really bad fall instead of being vaporized <laughs> like that was a superhero movie it's like the bomb exploded he jumps out get hit with that they fall out and all he gets is a hurt arm and, and kind of a hurt leg I'm like <laughs> and even yo. more than that like after a couple of weeks he's like yeah this arm in the cast fuck this cast like <laughs> he's like crack he flexed out of it just like flex break he's like what the f-? like they had Vin Diesel lifting up a car yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like this is wild like this is they was doing amazing shit like like purely yeah it's a superhero movie it's the it's why I call Black Avengers it's like they hang out in the in the hood they have cookouts they drink Coronas and occasionally they gotta do some amazing shit yeah and you know what as well like, I don't think, like, and this is coming from a British person, I don't think you have any right to call yourself an American if you ain't watching that bit at the end where robot CGI Paul Walker drives off into the sunset and you ain't feeling a little bit choked up. Like, like you, you, that's, that's, not, that's not right. If you, ain't, if you ain't watching that and thinking, damn, like, that's some sad shit. You, I you know, need... like, he's dead, yo. It's like, fuck. Like, when he, robot, like, that was, <laughs> like, I hate, look, I ain't speaking no ill of the dead. It was a fascinating thing to watch robot CGI Paul Walker in that film. It was fascinating. <laughs> like, see where he's all like, you could tell when it was really him and you can tell it weren't really him because like, his wife, he's all speaking big, long, mon- like, big, long, like, things at him and he's just like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, he's got his back to her the whole time. Like, how you yeah. get your back to your girl like that? Come on, fix up Paul Walker. But yeah, Rest in peace, Paul Walker, as well. Much love. I'm sure Fast and the Furious will go on without him, though. Cause, uh, yeah, man. Fast and Furious Ace was coming out 2017. Cool. So that movie makes too much cake to not be... We'll be talking... Listen, Julian, you and I will be talking in six, seven, eight years, and we'll be like, yeah, Fast and the Furious coming out, you know, in six months. Like, that movie's going to keep on rolling <laughs> until the wheels fall off. And I'll Wait, keep on going to see it. I ain't going to lie to you. Like... What's not to love about it? You drive out of a like, out of a building in Abu Dhabi or Dubai or wherever it was. Like you parachute out with your Corvette out of the back of a car, uh, out of the back of a plane. Like are you, ah, <laughs> oh, that is a hype film. That like people in the cinema. I went and swear with my girl. People in the cinema were getting. I know they were getting pissed off on me because everything that happened. I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like, like all these people look at me like, Shh. I was like, what are you talking about? You come see the Fast and the Furious. That's, that's sad that they ain't hype. They ain't hype because when I'm when I'm watching the movie, everybody's like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> just everybody's like, they chopping planes out of air. They chopping cars out of airplanes. Everybody getting hyped. It's just like exactly. it becomes a party. Uh, we're like, a bit oh. more reserved in this country, I think. We need to we need to let loose a bit more. Like this is moments where I'm just standing up in the theaters, just like, what? What? <laughs> it's like nobody bastard out. It's like yo, Julie's hype right now. It's like yo, Fast and Furious is life. When I come true, I'm on nothing but crud. Nothing but crud. Nothing but crud. Send it out to my fans. It's nothing but love. If a man try and come and eat my lettuce, I will fill him up with nothing but slug. Try no, I met the girls hit high notes. I go against the grain. So if a man try go against my name, mad thing. Cause I might just buckle your frame. Oh gosh, self made on my own boss. Smoke the limbs and toes off. Sometimes I don't wanna be around nobody. I just wanna get lean with my phone off. Ten nine eight seven six. 
Three, two, one, bag of shots at your door. Spit punch lines that are taking off jaws. Big Frisco, rough, rugged and raw. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, big shots at your melon. And we don't care what you reckon. Cause the straps in it, but still it can teach you a lesson. It's, it's crazy to me, like, this year, like, two dopest movies, the biggest action movies, dopest shits are about cars. Yeah. Motherfuckers yeah. driving yeah. cars. <laughs> and both companies got a different side of the spectrum of cars like one's apocalyptic one is like superhero spy action thing like I don't even know what to claim like Fast and Furious is his own genre yeah I was about to say his own genre it is like what else can it be it's just it's just wild it's wild like the thing is as well like again like I like I think the world is a bit fuck crazy in 2015 yeah like there's too much drama in this world and too much nice not nice things happening right if I want to go to the yeah. cinema, I'm going to go to the cinema and watch Paul Walker drive a Bugatti or whatever it is out the side of a building. That's how I'm escaping <laughs> from the real world. Like, I don't want to go and see no seriousness. I want to see some madness. And that movie was madness to a T. It was perfect in how insane it was. Like It was a superhero film. None of what they did could happen in real life. Like, and then you, got, like <laughs> you got Tyrese, who's like the comic relief, and then you got Ludacris, who's playing the character of Ludacris in 2003 when he was actually <laughs> relevant. And like, you got all these characters, and I was just like, yeah, this is my film. This film was made for me. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, that's that's my jam. Like, that is my jam. But this... Mad Max still was better than Fast and the Furious. Just yeah, yeah I'm like, it, it just like, and I love Furious Seven. But it's like, out of nowhere, Mad Max just it just took the belt. It's just like, it's like put it like this: Mad Max Fury Road is the world heavyweight champion. Fury Seven is the intercontinental champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. It's 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 good. You know what I'm saying? But like, like I'm gonna own it all when they're done with Fast and Furious movies. I'm just gonna buy them all on disc. Yeah, I know. But but this is what I'm trying to say, Julian. They're never gonna be done. Hey, I just need 10. I just need 10. And I wanted to come in a die-cast metal car. Then, like, all the discs somehow sit in. I just want that so I can sit on my shelf. It's like, yo, what's that? Oh, you know, I'll have the Dom, the, the, the Toretto joint. And then I'll have, like, the, the Brian O'Connor, like, Mitsubishi Impreza. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Mitsubishi joint, the Lance Evolution from, like, from like two or whatever, just sitting up there with the little underglow, cause you know what I'm saying. I had the LEDs in it, and then like all the discs pop out, you know. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like man, I'm mad. Hot Toys don't got Fast and Furious figures. They be coming along with like, you know, Iron Man this and like all these like geeky stuff. And nothing wrong with that, but I want a Hot Toys like Dominic Toretto, like the Rock from from Fast and Furious, not the Rock from GI Joe. I want Brian O'Connor from like different movies. I want like. A Michelle Rodriguez figure. I want a freaking. I, I I want like not a Wonder Woman figure for for um, Home Girl who's playing Wonder Woman. I want her as Giselle for Fast and the Furious, yeah. like another jacket and like the wife beater on and like the the gat. Like I, I want fucking Han from Three. And, like I just want figures that just like basically regular motherfuckers with dope ass cars. 
Like, I don't want no cool gear, no swords, or none of that shit. Just give me, like, See, leather jackets, jeans, and, like, dope-ass Nikes. Why ain't, <laughs> hot, why ain't Hot Wheels hooked up with Fast and the Furious? Or... I think they are. I think they do come out with the cars over okay, here. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, we ain't had them. See, that was my only complaint about the film, yeah? As someone who's watching the UFC from, like, the most local, no-name shows, there ain't no way Michelle... Rodriguez is even lasting five seconds with Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's eyebrows could beat Michelle Rodriguez up. I weren't feeling like both me and my girl were like, that was the one bit. Look, I'm willing to believe that Paul Walker is still alive and driving out of the side of a building. I'm willing to believe that The Rock can jump out of a 10 story building and land on a car and flex it like it ain't a problem. But I ain't looking to believe that Michelle Rodriguez could fight Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's beating her up, man. Like, I'm willing to suspend my sense of disbelief about most things. But there are some things I'm drawing the line at, like. Which... Hey, but it's in the movie, Bob. You say I equate I equate Fast and the Furious. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, right? It's like by the time you get to Fast and Furious Seven, they're like epic level characters or some shit. Like, I had to read up on Fast and the Furious. I mean, on Dungeons and Dragons, to see how this shit work because I could never get into playing it. Yeah. So they're like level thirty motherfuckers, like Final Fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's true. The motherfuckers, <laughs> the motherfuckers got like Firaga three or some shit, and like Life three, and like. Quicken and Hasten region. They got the dope summons. They can summon motherfucking Bahamut on motherfuckers. They can do all this crazy shit. So by the time you got Michelle Rodriguez fighting the Ronda Rousey character, it's like she didn't already fought like two or three big bosses from the previous game. <laughs> Hell yeah, she fucking up Ronda Rousey because she's a new character. She's like level twenty two, but she just got a dope ass special ability. Michelle Rodriguez is Letty. She didn't already got dope ass material. She already got the special mithril gear. She's like whack. Whack. Like, I done already been through, like, the last UFC chick. She done already got beast moded. Like, she already got the special ability. She got regen cast. She just motherfucking ready to punch things in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot she bashed up Gina Carano. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> like, her character done already run through, like, tough chicks. It's like, all right. So, yeah, you buck. Like, at least when she fought Ronda Rousey, she had to take her over a ledge into a DJ booth to get Ronda Rousey to be defeated. And then she got carried out by, like, Ludacris or Tyrese or some shit. Like, come on. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, what, I was trying. I was uh, not arguing, but I was having a debate with my girl. Like T Pain was on the deck, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the he was just in the movie. That's the Fast and the Furious. T- tell me what film can have T Pain on the decks, and I'm still like, yeah, I- I'm with this. I'm still with this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, yeah, I'm okay with this. <laughs> it's the most street movie because it's just like it's the only movie where like most of the people you see they doing amazing shit is like all people of color. It's just like they all got like one yeah, white yeah, that's, like that's homeboy. This is like Brian O'Connor. Like the only white people is Jason Statham, his brother from the last movie who's in the hospital, and like yeah. <laughs> and like Brian O'Connor, like Paul Walker. That's it. The rest of everybody else is like you Asian, you 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 regular American black, you you African black, you're like a nondescript black woman with a British accent that's fine as hell for fucking Game of Thrones. Like they just all in there. Yeah, just she, like, you, listen, man, she, she come from like. The, like I don't know what they, what they're all called dumbass names in America, but she come from like the British version of like Days of Our Lives, like one of them ones. Is oh, she's from the lives? soap opera. Yeah, she was on a serious like that was serious like the one of the most ridiculous soap operas in the UK. It's called Holly Yokes, and that's where she comes from. Like and like, yo, I, like, I would watch that shit every week, dog. Damn, you, you know, you know. Listen, a lot of young men are watching Hollyoaks every week, and they ain't watching it for lines. They're all, all the girls like uh, all kind of look like her. But my, my girl ain't having that. She's like, 
she's, she's like, nah. Her. How dare this Hollyoaks chick be in this, in this big movie franchise? Like, because she, she came up because she was in that Game of Thrones. Yeah, she And motherfuckers was like, yo, who the fuck is that? And then the next season, she had that scene where she was full naked. And everyone was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> she needs to be in everything. You know what? And that's the one other thing about Fast and the Furious that I weren't buying. And it actually is a decent segue into the Game of Thrones talk. Get out of here, Iggy Azalea, with your weird Peter Baelish accent. What are you trying to oh. do to me? Yeah, that was like, horrible. Get out of here, man. Like, even for two seconds, like, I know you like Rita Ora, but the last Fast and Furious film, I felt the same. I was like, get out of here, Rita Ora. What are you doing? Yeah, she fine. So I was able to accept it. Just like, I fucks with Rita Ora. Just like, she just be looking good. Her songs is okay. They're not fucking amazing. But, like, she's like, it was like, all right, you know. She's, it makes, it's like, I don't even know why the fuck Iggy Azalea was in seven. Like, I know why Rita Ora was in six, because they was in London. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, she's British. You know what I'm saying? She's from that place. That's why she there. She looking cute. She got her little hot pants on, her heels on. She all done up. You know, Rock Nation all the way. I see it. I was like, what the fuck is Iggy in this movie? I'm like, man, fuck out of here. She ain't about that street life. With an off you know key accent as well. She need like real heels. Real, real, real. Like I didn't know what she was doing. Like what? Like what are you trying to not be from where you at? And you trying to like you trying not to do a black woman's like. Accent from Atlanta, or what are you like? What are you doing? I'm just glad she was on screen for like 30 seconds and just moved on. I heard like is the backlash against the Iggy Azalea thing still strong? Because I know like um was it was it Tip who went in on her? Not Ti, uh, Q-tip. Yeah, Q-tip. He yeah, schooled, yeah. he was schooling her, but yeah, like she don't even got control of her uh, her Twitter account no more. Yeah, yeah, I see she went they off on Papa John's as well for some some madness. <laughs> like Papa John's, did you hear about that? Yeah, because they, I think. I think they put out her phone number or some shit like that. They put out, they did some shit. Yeah, I forgot. Because she didn't like, get the right pizza or something like. Oh, it was some dumb look, shit too. Yeah. Look, I'm t- like I don't look. I like Papa John's, yeah, but I'm coming from London where my pizza options are slim. If you're, I know America's coming with all different kinds of pizza. Go to the Yo. local jam. Don't be going to no Papa. Yo, Yo it don't make I, no sense. You got that much money, and you ain't got to do in the house just making your pizza. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, so, um, and I know people went off on her, but I, <laughs> I gotta be honest, I, I watched that Vine, me and my girl watched that Vine of her where she's spitting, but you can't understand the words she's saying. Have you it's seen gibberish? it? gibberish? Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, what is, she's speaking Simlish from The Sims or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, that's some madness. We watched, honestly, we watched it about 50 times as well, because <laughs> trying to hit like, can I get <clears throat> one word that she's saying? Like, I, I, no, I don't even understand one word she's coming out with. Yeah, she's um, she's definitely a. a well, I was gonna say I, I don't understand why she's so big, but I know exactly why she's so big. Big because she got the the DJ Mustard Seal of approval on that one jam, and that's all it needs, really. Like, you know what? Nah, that wasn't that wasn't him. What was fancy? Not him. No, that's one of the biggest problems. When I found out, this like DJ Mustard had beef because they copied his sound. Yeah, it's. Uh, they that's copied like the sound to make it like sound like a DJ Mustard's joint, and that's the probably the reason why I got hot real quick. And you know, Charlie XCX were a hook because nobody really remembers what the fuck Iggy's saying. No, no, everybody just knows the hook. So it's just like, so you got a joint to sound like DJ Mustard, but you ain't paid DJ Mustard to make a DJ Mustard beat. No, I'm not. And like, it's fucked up. The whole, the whole new classic album is just like one big, just area of fucked upness. The thing is, yeah, look, and I'm. We may disagree on this, we may agree, but listen, if if you're DJ Mustard and you're calling out people 
for making tunes like Fancy that I thought I genuinely thought was a DJ Mustard beat. Maybe you should make your beats a little bit more com- like complicated than a few hays and like two keys and like just a couple of kick drums. Like that, that's on some simple Fruity Loops business. Having said that, listen, I'm not going to lie. DJ Mustard was the hot jam of the last 18 months. Like he, <laughs> like his radio, like his radio output is is somewhat like the Neptunes was in 2002. Like yeah, like every single beat just popped off and people were on it. But in my opinion, DJ Mustard ain't Pharrell or Chad. Like, but that's just me. Like it's it's true because when you think about it, like. When the Neptunes were taking over, you knew it was a Neptunes beat, not because of the simplicity. It's just that you could tell the elements of the production. It's like, oh, they're going to have some strings in here. They're not always going to sound a strain, but it's like, yo, they will have strings, drums, a certain, it was a certain feeling to a Neptunes beat, like a way they would use their keyboard. Like you, like I remember I was researching like, yo, they use a specific keyboard. So then I found out it was like a, like a Korg something. Like I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Like. It wasn't the fact that you could easily make a Neptune's beat because you can go from like a Noriega song to a Jay Z song to a um to fuck even like a Britney Spears song to a Snoop Dogg song and they all sound different, but they was all Neptune songs. And to a certain point, sometimes you can only really tell because they all oh, they put Pharrell on the hook. Yeah, you'd be like, oh shit, like. It's like yeah, but DJ Mustard, which you know, yeah, you know a DJ Mustard song, and you also know like Mustard on that beat, ho. Like you just know that it's gonna happen. Just so it's like, alright but they do bang. Like I see people in the when I go out, motherfuckers lose their shit. Like I know they must bang in the strip clubs as well. They must. Yeah, I ain't even been to the club in like a minute, but just like you can tell where the strip the strip club bangers. I think that's the only reason Tiger got a career right now. Some of them joints he got got such good beats that you just know that the girls in the club are just. They just they they twerking and flipping and twirling and getting all the bread they could possibly get off of his songs because they sound like ads but the beats are incredible. Yeah, and look, it might be a, it might be me getting old or it might just be the fact that a lot of it's garbage nowadays. But you know me, Julian. You know I know my rap game. Yeah. Yeah, man. Past past Rack City in a couple of other tunes. I don't know nothing about no Tiger Jams. Like, I just that's it. They because I just haven't got time for that. Like even like I know the. The hotness at the moment was YG, so I got, I got the album. And I, was, yeah. I was flicking through it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's all right, it's all right." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty decent. It's not like it didn't shake me all. It didn't like shake the world for me, but it was like, "All right, all right, I, I see you, YG." West Coast on the come up, like yeah. all the like the hottest dudes right now on the low for real. All come from fucking California. Ain't nobody really talking about it. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a few. Few New York cats and a few Atlanta cats. Well, Atlanta's popping off at the moment, but you are yeah, right. Atlanta's, LA, yeah, LA's Atlanta ain't one. stop. LA's the one. But I'm like, oh, okay, tying into that, how are you feeling about the new K Dot Jam? I'm sure you've spoken about it ad nauseum. Like, it's not. Nah, it's like I, I, I really have it. Like you know, in real life, I have. You know, you talk to your real rap heads, be like, yo, you heard that motherfucker Kendrick Lamar? Like I remember that shit when it like accidentally came out early on iTunes. I just went ahead and cop, but um. Yo, man, that's that's an album right there. Like it, 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 it it's interesting because it lyrically and musically puts a, puts out like all the conflicting issues right now of being 
I think of a certain age of blackness in America. Like how you just like you're conflicted the entire time, especially the more like influence you have and people take notice of you. It's kind of like I guess with the episodes I've been talking to with my friends, like like Sean and and um like my friend Ron. Hold like, tight, Sean Port Pryor as well. While we're here, much love to Sean Pryor. Yeah, that's that's what man. But it's like a certain bit of conflictedness. It's just like yeah, we doing kind of okay. Shit is still fucked up. What should I be doing about it? You know, sometimes you have issues with the way certain people act, but you just like, we get why they act, but it's just like this big circle of just like, I don't know, and I'm still trying to figure it out, and it's just, the whole beat of the album is insane, and the way everything flows together, and then you get to the end, and the shit with Tupac, and it's just like, like, damn, and you just figure out, like, this motherfucker is not even, even close to 30. Yeah, I'm with you on and that. this is the shit he's coming out with. And, and and to me, it's just dope. It's just like, I think within the month of, was it? The month of like between what, February? I'm like, yeah, between February and like the beginning of March, Kendrick Lamar and Aubrey Drake Graham submitted themselves as like the two main figures of their era of rap music. Yeah, real With two contrasting ideas it's like if anybody's became the new Jay-Z and the new Nas it's those two yeah I'm with you on that I'm with you on that like I'm I'm not gonna lie I'll, I'll give to Pimp a Butterfly for, to just on a purely listening level I'll give it three and a half to four mics like I'm talking source yeah. parlance I ain't, I ain't gonna lie like it wasn't a good kid mad city to me but what I will say is whereas good kid mad city was an album of bangers I think that to pimp a butterfly, and this is maybe where the disconnect for me is. I don't know what it's like. To, I, I, I'm, I'm an English guy looking through a lens at what America's like. I, I look at the like at the moment the way America is in 2015. For me, to pimp a butterfly encapsulates that, and I think it was an important album that he needed to make. And much love to him because like he could have just come out and done 12 tunes with Charlie XCX and Robin Thicke and this guy and that guy and he, <laughs> but he chose like, he could have done that and he could have gone like could have sold a cake load of records but he chose not to do that and like, I've got love and respect for him for that having said that it's a not an easy listen it, like in terms of some of the records like you really have to like it's not when I say it's not an easy listen it's not bumping in your car sort of music it's sitting in a dark room like a Gil Scott Heron album, it's like sit in a dark room and think about the record you're listening to. You can't just have it on in the background while you're making your supper or something like that. I don't think yeah, it's that I, kind I of record. Agree. Um, He's got a couple of songs that's kind of like that. Like I think King Kunta King Kunta can do that. is very much like that, yeah. And and All Right can do that because he got that dope-ass Boys in the Men sample and the hook is just, we going to be all right. It's just a, like a banging joint, but like, yeah, most of the joints, like I don't, usually I pick songs off of an album and just put them in playlists, and I just listen to it. Like, if I'm going to listen to Pimple Butterfly, I got to listen to, like, all of a Pimple Butterfly. Yeah. And I got to be in a mood to listen to a Pimple Butterfly. And I think as well, I, I think <laughs> it's a sort of record that it's hard to kind of understand what record it is now, where as opposed to, like, maybe in 20 years we'll get to appreciate it more. I think it's very much like the revolution will not be televised, or what's going on, or one of of the black exploitation soundtracks, I don't know, pick one out of a hat, Slaughter's Big Rip Off, uh, Superfly, that encapsulates the sound 
of where it was made at that point in history. And I think we'll come to appreciate it more in 10, 15, 20 years. Whereas I, I personally, I feel that we're still still too in it for it to be given the classic status that everyone's quick to hype on it. Um, doesn't mean yeah. it's not I think great people record. throw that around too much. I think they throw around class too much too quickly. Because yeah, yeah. if you're going to call someone a classic, like I remember being 13 or 14, Ready to Die came out. And motherfuckers wasn't running around talking about, it's a classic, it's a classic. It was just like, yo, you heard that new Biggie? Shit. Like, that shit is badgering bump. Like, <clears throat> but motherfuckers wouldn't turn around like, you get older, you'd be like, yo, you're ready to die with some shit. Like, you think back, it's like, wow, like, that's some landmark shit. So it's just like, they throw around shit too quick. Like, you ain't listen to it enough. You ain't even, you ain't even analyze the lyrics enough. You don't even know enough about the production. You don't even know, like, the little things be calling things classic shit before they just throw that term out it's just like yeah it's good it's gonna you can tell easily it's gonna stand the test of time yeah yeah but like we don't know the actual co- complete impact of the pimple butterfly just like i think um i always counterbalance it in my head with the drake album because i think they both deal with things from different places it's like like the pimple butterfly deals with everything from external external forces on on a young black man's mind and how it's affecting him and like his internally and while like I think Drake's album is like his issues with his life internally yeah and him affecting the outside so it's just like it's a really sad album both of them are actually really sad but it's just like people going to just jump on it's like oh he's talking about like driving cool cars and drinking and partying again but you see it's not from a place of happiness it's kind of like from a place that's just like like remembering like hell which is when I was broke and I was just like riding around with my woes as they say or like the girls that I've lost it's just it's still but it's just like it's still like this existential troubles of being like exceptional and being young and black and having people look up to you to a certain degree it's just like they're both wrestling with it in completely one ways it's people I think try to say one is more more shallow than the other and it, you can say that, but I think they're dealing with dissimilar issues just from different places. Look, I'm I'm fully with you, and look, you, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some humble pie right now. Yeah, I was. I, I, we've talked about Aubrey ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I've had my issues with with the guy. Yeah, if you're reading this, is too late. Is a great record. Is a very. Is <laughs> a, a great record. I'm not gonna lie to you. And uh, I challenge anyone, anyone to have a, show me a better pairing. No, I'm not too, again. I'm not saying my guys like Raekwon during Only Built for Cuban Links. I just want to put that out there. Like I'm not, I'm not talking this classic status or anything. But I challenge the first half of this year, the second half of No Telling. I don't think there's a better pairing of instrumental and vocal. And don't get me wrong, the, the vocal isn't isn't going to spin your head round, but there's just something about it that was just like, yeah, let me just repeat that second half of that record again. And then before I knew it, I'd repeated it 30, 40 times. And I, like, it's got a lot of plays on my iTunes at the moment. And I, I, my finger on why it is, because again, Drake ain't the answer to rap, the rap game's problems, in my opinion, but he's making nah. moves in the right direction. I think he really is. And, and it's a great record. And I like the fact that he kept the guests to a minimum and in fact the joints with the guests on for me get a quick fast forward as well um 
I don't really like Party Next Door. I'll be honest here. I feel this like seventeen-year-old girls' music, but <laughs> I, I, fu- I fuck with Party Next Door to a degree. It's just like there's a certain point to me with Drake guest artists, where to me they're not guest artists. They're people that are within the same type of sound. Yeah. So it's just like yo, he put Party Next Door on. He took Party Next Door because what Party Next Door is doing. Is it almost an exceptional way of what he was already doing with the sing song records on his albums? So party next door to me is just like amplification of that. So when I hear like like preach, when I hear party next door on that record, it's just like to me it's still a Drake record. When I listen to party next door records, I just feel like these are all Drake records. Like when I listen to recognize, you know, it's interesting because it's like I listen to certain things. And I guess I'm going through some times, I guess, dealing with, you know, the opposite sex or like things like that, where I relate more to the sadness of Drake's and his crews like The Weeknd or Party Next Door, even though I'm older than them. Like, I get it now than I did four years ago. Yeah. Well, but that, that's the thing. And that's what Drake does so well is his themes are universal. I'll give him that. You know, it's easy for at least is a good actually to look at it side by side with Kendrick I think it's harder for me to relate to Kendrick Lamar's position in his life now because I think that he is he's talking about a certain moment in in the world that I'm not a part of I'm half a world away all these diff, other different things whereas I think that Drake is a little bit more like just very spread across the board and to be honest that's the reason why he's so successful because as you yeah. said, it's it's easy to relate to to the guy. Uh, listen, man, I hate saying all these things, but I'll give Aubrey his props this year. 2015's been been good for him, but he's been dropped a good record. He does talk a good game. No one to, for me, <laughs> just to take it away from the seriousness. No one talks game like Young Thug at the moment. No one talks game like Young Thug. Young Thug is crazy. I don't even know why I like Young Thug. <laughs> Not do I? I don't know why I like him. He's bananas. Like, you listen to the bar six? No, I haven't. Because first of all, I thought some type of way for him calling it. Originally, he was going to call it the car to six. like, how you going to come out with the car to six? With the fact that you know Wheezy's having troubles with the label. Can't get the car to five out yet. So I haven't even even fucked with the bar to six yet. But sometimes when I hear Young Thug song on the radio, it's just like, he's making no sense. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. Because it sounds so good, oh. like. Oh. Sorry, man. Go ahead. I, I I just don't know how to like. I don't understand. Like it's it's amazing to me that this current crop of Atlanta people are able to do that. Like, Young Thug, like Rich Homie Quan, like Yo, I love McConan. Like I listen to all I love McConan shit. Like as soon as it drops, I'm like, I I don't want to. Or Future, Future got that song. Fuck up some commas. Yeah. Like that shit makes you want to kick shit over. That song bangs so tough. Like Young Thug shit be banging hard. It's just, I can't. Migos, Migos, that shit, yeah. Like this shit is utter silliness, but it don't like it. Just like it don't matter. It's just like I shouldn't be eating like a pizza that's all different types of meat and like extra extra cheese. But yo, this shit tastes so good <laughs> You're though. Enjoying it still, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sometimes it's good to, to you. You've hit the nail on the head. I think that Atlanta seed at the moment is the junk food of the rap game at the moment. 
but it's yeah. it's good. It's good, and like I rate Young Thug a lot. Again, I'm with you. I don't know why I rate him. Half of the time, I struggle because of his accent and the way he does that off-pitch sing-songy flow. I struggle to actually understand what he's saying at times, but I'm loving it still. I'm loving it. I, I like Migos. Um, I find they're a little bit fugged out at times. McConan um, mm-hmm. got the club going up on a Tuesday. Blew up over here. Like I, I don't know why, because I don't know what he's doing. He's not. He's not singing. He's not really rapping. Like I, d- I don't know what's going on. You don't know what he's doing, but it it yo it works. And that yeah. song Tuesday, like Tuesday was just like I just don't even know how to explain. Like people look at me it's like. Like I could get into like some long, like I could probably TED Talk Tuesday, like that's how like how much I fuck with Tuesday, like like got like slide something about that song. It's like oh the holy shit, like the regular version, and then when Drake came on it, bless him, just like I was like fuck, like this song is like everything, and I even got that shit screwed and chopped. Like I'm like. Like I got this like shit like three different ways about my library. Yeah. <laughs> like, like how is how can they chop and screw it? Because it sounds not too far away from chopped and screwed. In its original that's what version. makes it dope. But please believe, OG Ron C and the Chop Stars can chop anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And make it better. I heard. A, <laughs> like, I think we've spoken about this before, but I've heard the chopped and screwed drive soundtrack. I was like, <laughs> if you're going to chop and screw anything, like, you might as well just go for it, innit? Like, some Yo, it's, I've heard that shit too. That shit is so good. People probably going to listen to this and be like, yo, Julius Buggins. Like, people <laughs> do not understand. Like, chopped and screwed when done correctly makes everything better. Like... <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I'm just appreciating that them guys are coming out with something a bit more original to a point where what they're doing, like, I found, going full circle, I found some of Drake's flows on If You're Reading This were very reminiscent of, like, Amigos or a, or a future flow. Like, he was almost biting them guys at points, which I found fascinating. Like, their stuff's so original that other areas are coming to them for their sound. Like, I find that incredible. But, yeah, it's, I'm down with it. It's that. interesting because, like, I think that's what Drake does well. Like, so I remember when I first I first found out about Migos through the Versace remix that Drake did. So he was able to do their flow on their own song, have them not get mad at it because they're still on it, and it helped blows them up to a national stage. Same with McConan. He was able to do McConan's weird flow thing, incorporate his singing into it, and explode that song until it gets a Grammy nomination. I think to me, there's parts of this song of that album, like in Legend, where it sounds like a Kirk O'Bang song. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like, that's a Kirk O'Bang. That's Kirk O'Bangs. He's doing Kirk O'Bangs on his album. Just like, without Kirk O'Bangs there, it's just like, but I don't even know if he, like, I just think it's going to get people to go listen to more Kirk O'Bangs. It just seems like a little shout out. Like, he's like, yeah, I fucked with this dude, so you just got to listen to him. Like, I'm not going to take the beat. I want to, like, make a song like him. He's like, I fucked with this. Fix up, look sharp. Don't make me bring a rip and get dark. Hear the bang, see the spark. Duck down, lay down, just Fix up, look sharp. Don't make me bring a rip and get dark. Hear the bang, see the spark. Duck down, lay down, just down. Not the 
Well, I'm, uh, you you are entirely right about Drake's kind of rap Actually, that brings us all the way around to what I wanted to talk to you about in the first place. Shout out to my girls in the ends. We ain't got no love for the hoes in the ends. Where Drake's going in with Skepta's flow. Like, yeah. Like, that, that, that to me was was incredible. Like, that, that was incredible. And uh, Drake has got a... Drake's got an ear for... In fact, a lot like you has actually has got an ear for what's going to be hot in six months time before it becomes hot and i'll give him his props for that he's got his ear to the ground at all times and there is no doubt and this to me is remarkable like i've, I've been a grime head for a while like well from day one i've got pages and pages of stuff i was going to talk about but we seem to have gone totally off track which has been fantastic uh, <laughs> a good guys, much love I, I love these conversations man um it was fascinating to me that for grime to blow up again in london because grime's been really bubbling underground for forever since yeah it's like the early 2000s it needed a drake cosign and a kanye west awards performance that to me is fascinating like for your own hometown's music to blow up you needed two guys from half the world away to give it a cosign i find that incredible man and and yeah that's insane it's dope because it's it's like, I think when I first heard about Grime was around the early 2000s. There's a couple people I know that got Kano. Dizzy. And Dizzy Rascal, and they kind of blew up a little bit. And they were playing with MTV back when MTV was still playing videos. Um, and I was like, huh. So they doing these things over there in London. They rapping. It's just like, it's different. The beat production is different because, you know, it's, it has the the more drum and bass or at the time, you know, certain things that were completely different than the way they make we're making beats over here in America, which was still heavy sample, heavy soul sample and shit like that. It was the the full Just Blaze and Kanye and then there also Neptunes and Timberland type of shit. But it's interesting now that since like the explosion of of trap, which is goes like Atlanta, like London, Brooklyn, back and forth to like two different trap scenes or trap styles of production and then you listen to it, and you're right. Like, you could tell that, like, Kanye was heavy in that shit. But going back to, like, Yeezus. Like, when you listen yeah. to Yeezus, I was like, yo, this is, this ain't American. This is, this is some London. Like, this whole album is, like, some London shit and, like, some dance hall shit. Like, and then, yeah, Drake, you could tell Drake would be listening to it. And you're like, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm not up on it, but I do know enough that it exists. And I, I know that it comes to a point where it's like, Yo, 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 grind might blow up soon, like for real, like it might really pop off. And then I saw that 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 Skepta song, and I was like, this shit is fucking bananas. And I just wanted to, like, and I think I hit you up. With, yeah, I think I hit you up too. And I was like, dude, the Skepta dude, what the fuck? Who is this dude? <laughs> <laughs> that song was so hard. That tune's been popping off over here for a while. Like, I tell you, a, a, a incredible. Have you ever heard of Jules Holland? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he does all those those good interviews and good yeah, shows. Yeah, like Jules Holland. Like it's hard. I'm trying to think of a good American example of Jules Holland. Like there is no example of you guys as DJs. Okay, okay. you guys as radio DJs. Like, um, what's the dude that does all the, the cool ass interviews with Kanye that gets videos? Zane Lowe. Or, um, Zay, we don't have Zane Lowe's and Jules Holland's in the modern era of of radio like the breakfast club is the breakfast club but it's not the same thing like yeah. I have a feeling that like when you listen to those guys they're gonna put you on the new music 
You got dope ass fucking interviews, and like they're celebrities for being on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Well, like with, with Jules Holland, Jules Holland's a fascinating cat. Yeah, Jules Holland is a, a jazz pianist, which in and of itself is some madness that I, I can't get my head around. But he's fantastic. But for twenty years, he, he was a DJ originally. But for the last twenty years, he's had a TV show called Late Night with Jules Holland. It's on every. Friday night for about 25 out of 52 weeks of the year, yeah? Uh, some of the people that he's broken on on um, Jules Holland, big ones of recent years, like Adele's first ever TV appearance was on Jules Holland. Like, that's the sort of... Oh, like, and he picks the people that are going to be on the show, yeah? So you can have, of any one week, a uh, current, uh, current kind of guy. B.B. King was on there a couple of years ago. Rest in peace, B.B. King. Um, along like someone like Kanye West. When Kanye West did his only UK TV performance, it was on Jules Holland, and he done New, New Slaves. Like people go to Jules Holland to go. Listen, I want to be on your TV show. And by the same token, Jules Holland is like, okay, I know what's hot. I want this guy. Last week, which last Friday just gone, Skepta was on Jules Holland, and I can't. I can't articulate to you how much of a big thing that is in UK pop culture. Like, it's kind of like if you're on Jules Holland, you've made it. It's the difference between Juicy J selling records out the back of his car to being on a tune with Katy Perry. You know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. like you've made it once you're like, like, and that's a really bad example because Juicy J's my don and he's made it for a long time. Oscar winning Juicy J, shout out to Juicy J. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Skepta was on there with his brother Jamie. The, the the two guys who do the original that's not me. Um, yeah, that song is so fucking hard. Like, oh man, it's, it's so good. And for him to be on that and perform that's not me on national UK telly is like a it's like a watershed moment for for guys over here. Like, it's, it's a big big moment, especially because of the way the grime scene has been kind of pushed down for a long time. It's been a sad thing to see that like you've got guys like and I've got no problem with this because I love the rap game more than anything but you've got guys trying hard to get people like Kanye West on your radio shows or or Drake or Jay-Z or whoever yeah when you've got people that live underneath you who are just as talented in their own ways because like yeah. you look at someone like Skepta Skepta produces all his own jams as well he, like this is the thing that, and the DIY culture that comes with grime is like they all do everything themselves because it reminds me a lot of like the current Atlanta scene where okay you ain't gonna play our music or you, we can't afford these big producers well fuck all you lot we'll do it ourselves and I've got, I've got time for that and um, the thing about grime is and this is this is the, the real massive difference between grime and the rap game is the Jamaican sound system culture that we've got in this country we were so so big and i don't know if you guys got it in the states as much but we got notting hill carnival i've spoken to you about carnival before i'm I'm too old to go nowadays but i used to go every year and it's just sound jamaican sound systems playing all kinds of different bangers be it like house music or r&b or rap or something like that but we've we've got that ingrained into our culture where like you like you know how jamaican dancehall djs are where they'll just play instrumental on instrumental and just spit bars over them that's yeah. where the grime scene comes from. There ain't not really were people making records per se. It was more, let's go to the radio. We've got the one DJ. He's just going to spin jams for an hour, and I'm just going to spit bars solidly over it for an hour. And like I've sent you a few things um, 
like a few radio sets over the recent weeks. So I'm sure you've you've listened to some of them. That is, yeah, that's that's the grime scene, and it's so nice to see someone like a skeptic going. Do you know what? I I ain't content with just being on radio and making small time change. I, I want to be do big things, and uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm excited because I wouldn't put it past Drake to put someone like Skepta on his new album. You know, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I won't put it past him. Like ever since I saw that all day performance, like I can't, I can't put it past it. Like he might not pop on that Yay record, <laughs> that Yay album. Like, yo, when I saw that all day performance, I was like, oh, is 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 Kanye putting like Grime on his back on the national stage? Like. Yeah. On the international stage, like I saw that shit, it's like, oh, this ain't no American shit. This is some grime. We got motherfuckers with flamethrowers and dudes in black hoodies. It's like, that's that's attack the block. People like turn up when they got all hype off of attack the block. <laughs> it's just like, nah, I watch too much British TV. I read, B- I watch BBC. Like, I know shit be gully over there, and we don't know nothing about how gully it is. I'm just like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing, Kanye. I see, oh, okay, like you you're bringing some of this grime sensibility. To, to the American rap scene It just seems to me like The grime scene Takes me back to like Early 90s hip hop Yeah Yeah Without a and shout it's, out it's And it's weird Cause I know like over time You know they say like Hip hop Is an international thing And I've done my time Where it's like I've tried to listen to like French MCs And Russian MCs And Japanese ones And South Korean And 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 Well I put Spanish To a whole different Cause they got reggaeton And they got all those Other things that's Completely different Like I could actually Listen to like Like Latin Hip hop And it's derivatives Perfectly fine And not know what they say Because it's I don't know It's just something about The way they sound And the way they spit But I'm with you man London English Like to me Rapping is best served And this is This is This is me being biased in English, it works the best to the way it's structured, the way it's built. It's phonetically, it makes more sense. So, when I hear London, or I, I hear just British people rhyming in general, is you know what I'm saying? English is y'all's language. Yeah. It's y'all shit. And, and the only thing I have to learn is to equate the slang, because the slang is different. But even still, I already have, like, I'm 80%, 85% there. Like, I know what you're saying. The words rhyme. It's just like, yo, you can just go, like, you can play Shakespeare over a beat and you got rapping to, to a lot of degree. Like, the way the old bar was writing his plays, it's just like the way he was rhyming shit. You can put it over a beat, you can make it work. So when I hear the, when I hear the grime dudes, when I first heard Dizzy Rascal, I was like, I don't even understand why he's not popping off over here because this shit, he's spitting fire. Yeah. This was back in like, 03. I was like, oh, this shit is tough. Like, like I, I if I would, I would play more remixes or some shit. Like, I, like I don't understand. So, I really want to see, I really do want to see Grime blow up because I think it'll, it'll add something new to, to rap. Because even though it's kind of cool right now, hip hop is at a point where it's like, oh, it was dead, but it kind of blew up. It kind of like it's changing. It's that period of change that I think it needs that 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 different influence. I think it needs the influence of like the black diaspora from other like urban centers of the world and it just helps that I think the cats from London can really do it because it's English you don't have to learn too much slang changes so much and so quickly that like or if they're using a different word for like guns or party or getting getting turned up it's alright because shit changes every two three months anyway 
And it's easy to understand too, as well. If you hear the bar and you don't know the specific slang words, you can kind of guess as well. Like, yeah, yeah. listen, look, I ain't got no sympathy for you having to learn the slang because I've spent over 20 years living in London trying to learn all kinds of different areas of American slang. (laughs) It took long enough, you know what I mean? Like, going back to like listening to like the Memphis or Atlanta sound, it's like, I don't know Mm. what these guys are saying. But I know know what they're saying because I can guess, but. Yeah, and I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like, one of the things I think that's really interesting to see about grime, possibly from a US perspective, is I feel the rap game has kind of grown a bit. Like, stagnant's the wrong word, but back in the early 90s, like, my little sister weren't listening. Well, my little sister weren't alive, but people of that age weren't listening to the rap game. It was kind of still an underground art form. But the rap game in 2015 is kind of struggling to hold on to his credibility like if the biggest rap record of last year and i hate to be jumping up and down on her grave but if the biggest rap game uh, rap song of last year was fancy by iggy azalea i think the rap scene needs to kind of take a little bit of a look at itself and i think that's where grime may step in and go well do you know what we're, we're a real underground scene and i think skeptics hit hit the nail on the head better than anyone like he's like all all he wants the americans to do is recognize that this is just a different kind of thing. You've got New York guys happily listening to West Coast stuff or Dirty South stuff. Why not listen to London stuff? It's just a different kind of the same art form. And I've got much love for him for that. And going back to Dizzy, like I ain't ever going to hate on Dizzy or Wiley because Dizzy Rascal and Wiley pretty much single-handedly invented grime back in the early 2000s. But Dizzy's biggest issue was he tried to break America by making American sounding songs. And I think Skepta's done it right. He's gone, just come to me. Fashion will come round eventually. And yeah. he hasn't um he hasn't kind of like sacrificed his musical integrity. And I think people have a lot of time for that, man. Eventually people will come round to you. But um I am curious to know how you are with the slang, because um I sent you and uh Sean that uh P money pepper them a couple of days ago and like yeah 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 i listened to it this morning it's just like like i need to listen to it again like i was just like he's talking about london underground tube stops he's talking like every different kind of slang I'm like, and i've listened to it. it's my jam at the moment yeah and i'm like i wonder how much of this like is actually going in because it is pure slang but as a, you as you said you will get it eventually it's just the slang, the slang's dope as well. UK slang's dope. Like I've been telling you about Waste Man for a time now. Like <laughs> it's still like one of the best. It's one of the best like modern forms of slang I've heard to explain like just a lame motherfucker like that. Like, yo, he's a waste man. I was like, yeah, yeah, that that hits nail on the head. It's like like better than almost anything. Like the dude is trash. Like just just weak. Just like I'm just like oh. That's the thing is, I guess I had to think because I grew up watching so much stuff from the UK. I'm like mad open to it. Like growing up, you watching. So you know, there's all the people who's in the Doctor Who now. Like I was watching Doctor Who when I was like five. When there was some cardboard like, box Daleks and them. You know what I'm saying? When that shit was all black and white, public television over here was just showing the old shit. Like the shit was looking real hella bootleg, and I was just like, yo, when you five, like everything looked bootleg because ain't nobody have budgets. Like, so I'm like, whatever. I'm watching like Forty Towers. I'm watching Are You Being Served. I'm watching like, like all this British shit. I'm watching East Enders. I'm watching whatever the fuck is on PBS. <laughs> like, I'm watching everything. I'm like, yo. 
So it was just like, it was just like, yo, when I hear the accents, it's just like, word bad. Like, I'm, it's just like, oh, this is the new slang. But it's like this over here. Like, a song will pop off in Atlanta, and they using some shit. Like, I had to explain the, the term trap to somebody this weekend. And trap ain't even new. Yeah. Like, yeah. motherfuckers been talking about traps since 98. So, the term trap or saying some shit or turn up or twerk. Like, these are... Like, when you had to explain twerking, I'm like, yo, twerking has been around for at least on record for 20 years. Like, that's some shit that came out the strip club. So... I gotta say, just for the record, yeah, I think the commercialization of twerking has gone too far, man. Like, too, it's, too it's many... Sad. To, to shout out a, a grime guy, Nasty, he says there's too many Ikea flat pack bums that are trying to twerk out there. And he's right, man, like... Twerking only works for them Amber Rose girls. It ain't working for them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. Like, it's, it's like you got to let it go now. Like, I don't even think. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to call. Like, if I ever had a, in a situation, I see a girl really putting in that work. You know what I'm saying? Really making it pop. I don't even. I, like, I can't. I'm not even going to use that term no more. I had to make up some new shit or just. Because it's like they ruined it. That's the problem. It's like. To a certain degree, that's why I don't even want to really use turn up no more. It's still kind of used, but it's like, and this is just to say, it's like white Americans kind of fuck that shit up. It's like they use it and they kill it and they use it in the wrong situations and they just fuck it up. So it's just like, yeah, we're just going to move on to the next term. Already, you can already kind of hear it in the songs. Like you can hear it. It's like they ain't even using turn up no more. They're using like shit like lit. And I don't know if you heard that dude Post Malone. Yeah. He got that song White Iverson. He be saying, yo, I'm saucing. Like, like motherfuckers has already moved on. It's like, yo, they done fucked up turn up. Like, they done, like it's done. Like, we can't even, <laughs> you can't have a word no more. It got like a half-life. And it's just going back with the grime shit. I think, to me, it would make sense if New York rappers would align themselves with the with the grime scene because it would bring back that, that toughness, that old toughness. Because right now, New York rap don't have that same level of toughness, and it seems it's not soft, but it just doesn't. It's not. It's not vital. They got some people that okay, like Troy Ave is kind of all right. Like Red Cafe is okay. I was kind of fucking with the dude Chinks, but damn, he got murdered last week. Yeah, weekend. yeah, rest in peace, so, Chinks, man. That's... That shit bummed me out. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna and lie, like, I've, got, I've got love for, for the ASAP boys. I think they're doing. Oh, I was about to bring them up. I fuck with ASAP, and, and they all kind of change up. As well. I think Action Bronson yeah. does his thing. But go on, sorry, I digress. But nah, nah, it's cool. Like, yeah, ASAP, they got this weird thing where, like, they all from, like, Harlem, but ASAP sound like he from, from Houston or Memphis. Yeah. And then, like, Ferg sounds like. He sound like some Jamaican. He sound like some some dancehall cat with the way he runs. my dude, man. He's like he's his shit is just crazy. And then you go to like Nasty. He sound like somebody from 1993. And then like they all change up, so it's this nice sound. And yeah, I like Axon Bronson. Like he's dope. But it's like all right, you got you got Bronson and you got ASAP really really holding down New York. And then you got Nikki, who's like the superstar of New York. Yeah, I always that's forget like she's three from New main York things. as well. Like, it's easy to forget that she's from New York. Shit. I'm, I'm almost like, there's a period of time where I was fucked with Nikki. I didn't fuck with Nikki. And I'm reversing my course on her because it seems like all the criticisms people have about her, especially early on when she started to blow up, other motherfuckers starting to do, and they don't have those same criticisms. Like, I love Kendrick Lamar, but... Yeah, he changes his voice up a lot and do all these extra crazy voices. He's not criticized for that. Nikki's been doing that shit since she blew up. 
And she still catch flack over it. It's like, yeah, she can spit. Yeah, she can make pop records. But she's still an MC. She's still dope. And let's be honest, she's still the best female MC pop wise in the game. Like, oh, Iggy, like Iggy ain't she? She's a rapper. Like, she's not like I know when I listen to Nicki Minaj, she's writing the rhymes. Yeah, I might not even like the rhymes. I can't spit them. They're difficult. Like, she's spitting. But I know they hers. Like, so I, I I would think that, like, New York is kind of this this period that they haven't really came out of. But I think there's certain people, like, Rat King and then, like... Yeah, Rat King is dope, um, man. Rat King is dope and, um... That wiki guy, just, you... sorry, just as an aside, I love the way on the That's Not Me remix, he, uh, he subverts Wasteman, where he says something like, uh, Get drunk like a waste man. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, my man Taylor was Like, <laughs> like Bro, I was on it. I was like, wow. I was like, wow. It's like Rat King, Joy Badass. There's a certain like element of like really dope, like kind of undergroundish rap scene in New York. And I think New York would be smart to just lag on to like, like Gully, <laughs> Gully, New York ain't that different from what I hear. Of gully London yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. Like It's tied together And it would It would be smarter To connect Cause especially with With the, the The type of Especially with the trap The trap scene as it is It almost became this nice Conversation of like People in London DJs And Brooklyn DJs Going back and forth With the dance trap music scene It just seems it Like as a movement If you want the New York rap To really come back you need to like infuse it with some new energy, and grime to me is the is the perfect energy to infuse it with. Like, let's not sound like Atlanta because you ain't Atlanta. Atlanta's very different from New York. It's the South. It's it's Atlanta. They got trees. It's more suburban. It's a different mind state than New York. It's, New York is the city. And the other big cities out there is like London, Tokyo, Paris. Punk, then you, you you latch on to London. I would just I would connect more, and I think it would help build them back up on the charts, and the work, and the albums. Like it would just bring a good energy back. It's going back and forth with these hungry cats over there. Like Skepta, I think Skepta should be on like four five remixes right about now. Well, just to tie into, I, I totally agree. I think he should be he should be hustling hard on the remixes. But um, something that I did hear. Have you heard Skepta's new jam, Shutdown, or newish jam? <laughs> Nah, I need to get on that. It's called Shutdown. It's a decent record, yeah? Similar sort of sound to That's Not Me. Um, I prefer That's Not Me. But anyway, that's that's not the point. He's got a remix in the works. And when, when I'm talking remix, I ain't talking instrumental remix. I'm talking all-star remixes like like New York used to do, yeah? And, oh, uh, man. The guys he's got on the remix, he, he hasn't... He's basically announced them. Um, he said he's got a big US rapper, so people are speculating that he might be... Or Drake, and he's also got Idris El as well. Where oh, he got King Driss on there, yeah. You can't, he got King Driss because like I love it because, like, motherfuckers was like, I remember when he put that song out with that video, and like, I was like, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, he's a recording artist too. Yeah, and I be telling people that they still look at me crazy, like, nah, look up this video. It's on YouTube, the King Driz. And I was like, I kind of fuck with Idris on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Listen, man, he's. He is the epitome of 
cool. Like, there's nothing I don't think that guy can't do. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he'd still always be Stringer Bell to me, which is baffling because he's a South London boy. But I always picture him as someone from Beemore, which is really baffling. But anyway, like, yeah. So Idris is spitting on that track, and he's got. He said he's got a big US rapper in the wings. So it'd be interesting to see if he releases that as a jam out in the states and see how it does because. As evidenced by what we were talking about before, like McConan and stuff, a Drake cosign does a lot for rappers out there. Does a lot. Yes. It puts you up 10, 12 places on the Billboard Hot 100 or whatever it's called nowadays. It's it's crazy. Like, the, like I don't know if we've ever seen... Like, rap is, 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 is interesting to see because as conflicted as people are about Drake, and even now, like, I it's like you give him his props because he does good work, but to have a person put out a mixtape that's a really not a mixtape because it came out commercially, and to have every song on the album make the top one hundred, yeah, that's and awesome. stay there not for like a week but like months like the, all the songs are still in the hot one hundred and you sitting there just like, ain't nobody ever really do this before. Hove ain't never really do this before. Pac ain't never do some shit like this before. Biggie like. The entire fucking album. That's some Beyonce moves, really, isn't it? That's what we're talking megastar moves. It's it's like, yeah, and she's probably she's like the only one I think could have pulled it off. Like people want to like Dick Rod Taylor Swift, but nothing against her. She put out a good album, but like, ain't nothing the cultural landstone that that Beyonce record. No, no, that shit shifted everything. Like, like. Like fuck, like I know that that new actually that new Drake song with Beyonce leaked, and and clearly you could tell it's unmixed, it's unfinished, but you kind of just like yo, you really need to hear Beyonce really sing on this joint, like, and, and you go back to that Beyonce record, like that song Mine was Drake wrote is a is a Drake yeah. song, it just happens to have Beyonce singing it, like the way it's structured, the the words, it's like, like you can see a man or a woman sing this and it means the same thing. It's just, he's, he's at a certain point of his creativity that's like, he might, he, he's only touched by a few. So it's like, I think that's why like Kanye can be like, yeah, like the top dude right now is, is Aubrey. Like, and that's crazy. It'd be, it'd, it'd be dope. If he jumped on some Skepta shit, like, I ain't gonna lie, that will probably be some life changing shit for Skepta. Like, even, oh, just a if bit, it man. doesn't blow up, Oh, if it doesn't completely hugely blow up in America, more people will listen to him. And I know it probably go crazy over there because it's just like the cosign is just it's like the OVO seal of approval. Like, well, Drake's um, Drake's headlining festivals over here. Like, don't matter whether Skepta's from North London or not, Drake is a superstar. Drake, yeah, is headlining festivals over here this year. Like, um, one of our festivals. Uh, I don't want to get you jealous yet. Again, now I'm past 30 and my little sister who's like 16, 17 is going to festivals. I've kind of realised I'm getting a bit Danny Glover too old for this shit, yeah? Right? <laughs> so I ain't going to wireless this year. But listen to this wireless lineup, yeah? ASAP Worldwide, yeah? Mm. Skepta, Novelist, Stormzy, like mm. Grime Guys. Um, Drake, McConan. Mm. Right? No, 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 wait. Raekwon and Ghostface Killer perform oh, piracy sh- of only built for Cuban links live. Oh. Yeah, right. And there's more, but I can't even. You know how like once you get past that point, it's like yeah, it don't matter if he's there. Like, oh, Kendrick K. Dot's there as well. What? Yeah, this festival is pop. 
shopping over three days in London. Like, my little sister's going, and I'm like, fuck y'all, like, I can't believe my little sister's going to these dances. <laughs> and I, she, I was like, I was, I was like, what, so you're going to watch uh, GFK and Raekwon the Chef? And she was like, who's who's Raekwon the Chef? I was like, what? What are you talking about? Who's Raekwon the Chef? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's a lineup. K Dot, Drake, McConan, ASAP, um, mm. loads of grime cats. There's more as well, but my, my mind's escaping me. I'll send you pictures of the links to this, this dance that's popping up, but yeah. That sounds insane. Yeah, it does sound like, a, bit, a bit too much. So many kids are going to learn the genius of the purple tape live <laughs> on stage. Like, like kids are going to get their mind blown when they hear criminology. Like, criminology. Like, like there's something about that, 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 that song. Like, ghosts just coming out, like, with the fucking Scarface sample. Yeah. Like, it's like, that was a life changer, that record. That only built for Cuban links, man. When I first heard... Yeah, you see the four best crews in the game, I'm in them. If you don't like me, do something then. Ten minutes screw faces, I ain't in them. I want paper, dibby dibby wages, I ain't in them. My crew put five twenty pound notes in a roulette machine and spin them. Anybody get rude, I clench my fist and chin them. Forget a match, forget a clash. Get trash, I'll bin them. I don't want a lyrical swing, I'll physically swing them. That's why I haven't clashed anybody since long some them sun wings. And if I hear man say my name, I'll ring them. If I hear any skank talk on my 3310, I find out where they are and link them. Headlock, power drive and pin them. I spy with my drive. We're beginning with a capital P Paper, that's what I see Paper, paper, that's what I see I spy with my little eyes Something beginning with a capital P Paper, that's what I see Paper, paper, that's what I see More, more, more money, more paper More, more money, more paper I wanna see more dough than a baker Run things like Ninja Man and Cartel in Jamaica Promoters pay me enough paper You know me man The only man that can ever give me a bill And verbal intercourse The bit at the start of verbal intercourse Where you can hear Nas, GFK and Raycon all just like yeah, 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 yeah. Like just talking to each other, and then when he pops, it just off, sounds like they was in a cipher. It even sound like they was. That's what I'm saying. Like... And when Nas comes in, like, oh my days! Like, why does it look, see this? Like, I've managed to t- turn it back to Ghostface Killer again. All our conversations yeah. always go back to the yeah. ghost. But yeah, Ghostface Killer is the, like. Like I'm actually surprised there's no song with Drake and Ghostface Killer because this is the way they both openly talk about relationships with women. Yeah, I would think they were actually, and I don't think there's no beef there because I've heard Ghostface Killer because I know that the whole time with like the whole big Ghostface guy online, how he completely shits on Drake constantly, and when I think actual Ghostface came out, it's like, hey, that's not me. It's like I ain't really got, I don't hate Drake at all. I think he's doing his thing. It's like I would love to hear those two together. Because it would be like an old man talking about his relationship shit, and then like it would be like the opposite of Pound Cake. Yeah, yeah. Because like Pound Cake was literally like, "Don't get too big for your britches." Like I'm still the king of New York. I'm still the like I'm still the god MC. And like I still love I still love the fact that the song changes up. And it's one of the times where you hear like a rapper go on after the rapper like recorded and he got his feelings and made a whole new like verse. But that whole fuck. Being the happy shit that you want me on, like, like I was like, that's literally to me, like, that's when I really started fucking with Drake on some like unabashed, like, like yeah, he makes some sing songy records, but like let the kid do him, like, yeah, it's his time, like he got the, it's like when John Cena first got the belt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like this, that's no cold, it's not Shawn Michaels no more, like, yo, it's, 
Yeah, this, that, deal that's with a it. perfect, perfect uh, analogy because, like John Cena, Drake is hated and loved in equal measure. I know, right? It's crazy. But you know what? I think it's Drake dro- just thinking about that. Drake dropped the ball for his his Wu Tang opportunity when he blatantly should have just dropped a Wu Tang Forever remix and got a few of the guys. Like he missed that opportunity right there. Yeah, I would have loved to hear that. Because I think that. they recorded one, but it never came out. But like. Yeah, like there should have been a Wu Tang version of that. That was the exact opposite of what that song was, because yeah. that song was a sing songy love record. It's just like that's cool and all. I like it. I just don't think it should have been called Wu Tang. Oh no, 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 no but, way near. And uh, do you know just to add into that, if you were gonna have a Drake and Ghostface collabo, you'd have to have Drake spitting the hard verses and Ghost singing the chorus off key. Just to subvert yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Just to kind of put it on his head, because no one can sing off key better than Ghostface. Like when he's Ghostface, singing, yeah. like, like he don't need no vocoder. He knows he can't sing. He don't care. It don't matter. He got the feeling. He got the passions exactly. in it. Like the real. That's the real shit. And I would actually love to see what Forty would do, producing a song with like Ghostface. Yeah, because he Forty is Drake's secret weapon. There's no two ways about that. It's the, it's the truth. It's like, like every criticism I even had leading up to it was about the like about like what Drake was saying or Drake's persona. It was never on the beat because nah. the atmosphere of the music is just like, like I still listen to shit from fucking so far gone and and fucking thank me like yeah like because it's just that dope. Like I got some instrumentals from from that first Drake uh, record. And it's just like I still just sometimes put them on. Like his lyrics like, are questionable shit. from them early joints. So very questionable. Yeah, them twenty three year old Drake joints is just like, yeah, yeah. It kind of just like you sounding real soft. You loving the strippers too much. Like you falling in love with them. But them them goddamn tracks that that fucking forty put them on. Like them shit just sound amazing. It's like this dude is a treasure. He's like the producer that no one talks about. Yeah. That's probably having the most overall success. But he doesn't really do albums much. Are huge. Like, I know he did a few things on Beyonce's record, but he's yeah. really Drake's in-house producer, isn't he? More than anything else. Yeah. I think he just goes over... Like, they live close. They just go to the house and they just sit down and they just make shit. Yeah. That's... So it's like, I want to see views from the six because I want to see what they're going to come up with. Yeah, it'll be interesting, to, especially because of all the major label politics and like, because I heard that um, Little Wayne, who just as an aside, is becoming increasingly irrelevant with each passing day. Um, he settled out of court with Cash Money. Yeah, am I right? I didn't even heard that, so I got. Yeah, I think he settled out of court with Cash Money. So it'll be interesting to see where Young Money lands, because Drake's made his intentions clear that he's he's going wherever Little Wayne does. And I also think it's hilarious that. Um, Drake's made his intentions clear about Tiger as well, going full circle on this conversation. Oh, Lord, yeah. With his basically, you need to act your age and not your girl's age, fuck Tiger lyric. Like, he, he put him on blast with that, but... Did you, wait, did you see the, the new Nicki Minaj video with Beyonce? <laughs> right, yes, I have. Now go ahead. But did you see, did you see her jersey the, with the pervert 17 on? No, I didn't notice that. Yes. When she's dancing, there's this point where she's dancing with two dancers and she's spitting her rhymes. Her jersey, it's like a it's like a football jersey. 
and it says pervert, and it's 17. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. And everybody took that shit just like, <laughs> oh, it's like, that's a blatant, like, like, how can you not take that as a shot at Tiger? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. But I, I, look, I'll put my hands up, like, I, I was too busy, too busy looking to notice I, anything. I, I feel you. It was so big, I couldn't help but see it. Be like, oh, she's shooting shots. Oh, let's get back to to, to Nikki and Beyonce in the in the little in the little tub, little pool or whatever, with that Derrick Rose um fucking Bulls jersey one piece swimsuit on at me, like. Like if there's anything that would get me hyped if I got like a girl and she was rocking like a basketball jersey turned into a swimsuit, I I I think I would I think I would think about buying a ring and be like, <laughs> if she bad, like if she's dope, would it be a like deal breaker depending together, on what jersey it was? Like. Yeah, yeah, it has to be it has to be a tight, it has to be somebody I fuck with. <laughs> but it's like it was like, oh, your mind's right and you fine, like oh, you got this. Ah, oh, like shit, I don't even know if I got the bread for them diamonds right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I like I, I like the way that Drake put Tiger on blast on that. Like even even though it was indirect, it weren't it weren't full on. Everyone knew what was up. And you telling me that yeah. Nicky done that as well. That that to me shows that Tiger's going his own way, and Nicky and Drake are staying with Young Money. I would assume. Yeah, if they, it's interesting because I don't. It's it's interesting if they stay with Young Money because they don't even have. To. I know Drake doesn't need it, like, nor, nor does Nicki. To be fair, actually. Yeah, like it's just like I don't I don't know if, if Nicki has her own type of like label or production company, but like clearly Drake, in terms of breaking artists and having OVO and OVO music and OVO sound and the and like the clothing label, I, it's just like that means you're staying with if you. If if Young Money completely breaks away and it's still Little Wayne's, you fucking with, with that out of pure loyalty, because OVO alone is its own thing. Like, like when I see the little owl thing, it's just like, all right, I might, I'm probably going to like the song. Like, oh, Party Next Door come out with a joint, or back when the weekend was really was really with them heavy. It's like I liked all that shit and like new stuff. Like I love McConan. Like every new song that come out, I'll be like. Yo, there's a sound like there's like that's the the Toronto rap sound or black R and B sound is like Drake shit, like it's the whole thing. So I guess if he stays with Young Money, it's purely out of loyalty to Lil Wayne. And yeah, you're right about Lil Wayne because it's like his he's becoming yeah he is like his the last time I heard him spit fire, which I was surprised was on that Tyler record Smuckers. Yeah. I was like, I haven't heard a Lil Wayne rap like this since the Carter Three, and that's a long time ago now. I just, I think there comes a, a time when you know, hate to be Mr. Miyagi Danielson, but the you know the students surpass the master, and I just think his time's done. Like, like this might sound sacrilegious to a lot of people, but it reminds me a lot of when. There was a time in the early 2000s when after Jay dropped the blueprint and I was like, yeah, Jay's hot. And then Jay dropped Black Album, which I personally wasn't feeling. And then that was at the same time when Cameron and Jewels and Jim Jones come out with that that five album streak, which in my not (laughs) particular... 
particularly valid opinion is still yet to be touched. I've I've got a diplomats playlist that I listen to every week. I'm not gonna lie to anyone. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, then it comes a time when it's like, actually, do you know what? Maybe the maybe the guy. And don't get me wrong, Killer Cam was never uh, Jay's student, but maybe the lesser guys, maybe the lieutenants, have become the generals. And I feel the mm-hmm. same way about uh, even more overtly with Young Money because. I, especially from a UK guy's point of view, Little Wayne has never been really popping in the UK. He's had some hot yeah. underground jams, but he ain't having number one albums like Drake and Nicki Minaj. Are. They're having number one records. Little Wayne's never had that in the UK. Even during like our Millie times and and Lollipop and them jams, he still was never really. It was kind of still like a bit niche to the UK market. Drake is far from niche. And Nicki Minaj, like, I, I, one thing I will say about Nicki, yeah, I rate the fact that she's gone through a difficult David Guetta stage and come out the other end of it because there was a point where I almost wrote her off. It was all pop dance music, and it was just like, yeah. But she seemed, I was like, I can't to listen to it, but it's popular. I ain't got time for David Guetta. I've heard heard horrible stories about that person to almost to a point where I question his artistry. So, mm. yeah, allow that guy. I've heard, I've heard rumors of ghost producers and um, things about how he goes on, does DJ sets and then loses his memory stick with his preloaded mixes on and then refuses to do a mix like because he can't DJ. He's got his stuff all pre-mixed, which coming from the UK, going all the way back to Grime, which is a DJ culture, bruv, you, you should be able to DJ. Like You should be able to blend your records. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, put it into a UK hip-hop thing. I don't hear like a one of the top blend guys in the, in the US like a I don't know like is Mr C still putting blends out? I don't see him going. You yeah. know what? I ain't, I ain't mixing because I ain't got my preloaded mix there. Like yeah, some of those guys. It's just like over here. I think some of those guys just recently started moving over to like laptops and yeah. <laughs> laptop like Serato like because they had to. Like these are still the guys that were bringing a bunch of crates. And will bless you with the vinyl, like well, te- te- <laughs> even with Serato, or do they? Technics don't make that. Yeah, they get anymore. Yeah, those oh, those fucking turntables cost an arm and a leg. But it's just still like even the people who use Serato still using the Serato with the uh, with the two like plastic records that sync you up with the computer. So it's just like they still use an old school tech like technical skill of mixing the records, where you can really just get by now like on the iPad, two iPads connected to a mixer. You don't even know you really need a mixer. You can just blend everything with a computer. Yeah. I don't even know how you gonna be a DJ. It's ne- it's easy now that anybody can DJ. You just gotta select the, select the right type of tracks look, and it's... do basic blending. You ain't even gotta do no turntable skills no more. Oh, it's a cheat because you look at uh, and this is why I had a big problem again. Another problem with David Guetta because some of these laptop music programs like Tractor and stuff they'll have a sync button and you just click sync oh, yes. and it syncs so it blends perfectly you don't have to do anything and then you're one of them Steve Aoki cats who throws pies out into the crowd or whatever nonsense he does you know what I mean them man ain't DJs I've got a, I've got a, and I know this this isn't directed at you or, or anyone who's listening yet I've got to call the US out on EDM like need, need to fix <laughs> yeah. up a piece man like like if if like you took Calvin Harris like he was the top boy in EDM, he's one of our cast stops. We were like, get the fuck out of here. We don't need no Calvin Harris in our life. Like, uh, and hopefully 
feet again, going all the way back full circle. Hopefully, like, these new grime cats will show us really up, because that EDM stuff is... is it, I don't know where he's popping, man, apart from in the charts. There's no clubs that are playing that sort of music, and I don't know if there are any... I guess the clubs in the US are still playing mustard and stripper beats, like... I don't know where well, it depends on what type of clubs you go to like uh, yeah. like you go to hip hop clubs like they're still playing rock music and then it's like you know dance hall there's reggae joints but like some of the like the base level bro type clubs like where like the white folks go fist bump or fist like, pumping or whatever it's called fist bump get drunk or whatever that's the shit they playing and it's just weird to see this it's called like I just use I use EDM because it's easy to explain yeah. because the media put it out there. But it's just like even when I heard EDM, it's like so you taking like like eight different genres, even cut that short, and putting it all in one umbrella. Yeah, basically. Because it's like like house music is house music, and there's subsets of house music. Like like Daft Punk is an EDM. Daft Punk was house yeah. music. It's French house music at that. Like it's not even American house music. It's specifically French yeah. house music. Listen, house music because house about, music came from Chicago. It has about twenty of its own. Yeah, we've spoken about this yeah. before, man. <laughs> you lot invented house music. We made house music great. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's clear. Like it's like when I looked in the house music, it's like okay, it came out around the same type of way that like like hip hop came out. Um, turns like an offset from disco and the destruction of disco, which is kind of like when you really look at it, kind of racist. But then, like people in like these cities, like Chicago, like and like Baltimore and like New York, was making this specific music. It blew up, and like it didn't even blow up. It caught on, and the Europeans took it, and they went back home and took it to this whole fucking next level. And then it just kind of worked its way back. So it's just like. Yeah, just, I didn't even feel that type of way because like I knew a little bit about house music, so I don't know why you gonna put that in there with with techno and drum and bass and electronic, like all these other things that I know completely different. Like Daft Punk and Moby ain't the same; they ain't in the same genre. No, exactly, exactly. They're totally different, and it's 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 ignorant to like it's basically similar to saying like what what like uh, an R and B artist in 2015 does compared to like an R&B artist in the 70s compared to a Jodeci compared to a Jay-Z and saying it's, yeah. it's uh, like I hate the, one of the terms that, that we've got in the UK which makes my teeth go on edge is urban music in, in, we got that here oh, too it's just laziness and uh, you are right it's easy to say EDM because it's just easy to say but by yeah. the same token it's like come on man like I'm with you but like as you said, don't be putting Daft Punk as EDM because you know what? It is electronic dance music, but it's a whole lot more than that as well. And Daft Punk's a perfect yeah. example of that. Like, really, like, does does what Daft Punk do? Is that the same as what Skepta does? And is that what the same as what Armin Van Helden does? They they're completely different. Yeah. Which um, it's, it's... it's just fascinating to me. Which again, going back to UK, where grime was born was out of a genre of music called garage, which was an offshoot of music which is fascinating in okay. and of itself like it went house begat garage music and then people started emceeing over garage music and we had we've got a massive pirate radio not anymore because digital radio killed pirate radio but we had a massive pirate radio culture in this country where you couldn't run up and down the fm dial without hitting 
50 sometimes radio stations where people would just go to the top of tower blocks in like council estates what uh the like what uk guys call council estates i guess like the projects and they'd set up their own radio rigs and just play garage and what originally that's where grime mcs come from was okay so you're playing your garage music or you need someone on the mic so like you'd be getting phone calls through on the mobile phones like yeah shout out to julian out in out in the east coast right now doing his thing rare like and then they started doing like simple grandmaster Kaz style like rappers delight style rhyming and that's where grime come from it really the parallels between grime and and hip-hop are fascinating yeah really fascinating instead of block parties yeah it's like pirate radio yeah with the fact because that's something that's like pirate radio isn't was it i don't think ever really a thing in america like the, the the closest equivalent to a pirate radio would be college radio. Yes, that's still an establishment. That's like a multi million dollar to multi billion dollar institution with their own radio station in which they let students program what the fuck they want to a certain degree. So, yeah, the fact that you say got you got people jumping on the top of fucking project buildings, just doing their own radio, is like my like boof like that's crazy like that's. Cause like even though you just said digital radio, like let's gotta be honest, in America, radio ain't shit no more. Yeah, yeah, not radio. Like it is. Yeah. It's like radio, even satellite radio, really ain't nothing. Like motherfuckers got phones and they could just listen. Like kids to be like listen to music on on fucking YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud. Like there's so many ways to listen to music. You don't even really need to listen to radio no more. Like radio is corporately owned by like. So many different facets It's fucked up Because they got like A paid playlist Yeah And that's what they play All the time But They get around that Because they have like Internet streaming And They have cha- They have TV channels Or they like They putting things like On the Like the Breakfast Club Is part of Clear Channel They got that shit on Revolt and So people could watch The Breakfast Club radio show In the morning On television There's so many different ways That radio isn't a factor They got taken into account now when you watch, look at the Billboard rating, it's like, okay, this shit ain't all radio plays. This shit is like, they check it with the YouTube streams. They check it with the Spotify streams. They check it with the Pandora streams. They check it with all these different things. So even like, over here, it's like, the, I don't even, it's weird on how new artists break. It's just like, it, it, it's it's a complete like clusterfuck of just like, undergroundness to like a, a whole different level. Yeah. Cause it's like, you gotta use these internet services and like, word of mouth and like posting on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Vine and this, that, and third. Like, you know, a year ago, the hottest motherfucker on the streets was Bobby Shmurda. Yeah, he ain't no hot no now more. he locked up. <laughs> oh, wow. He lived too real. Like, it was too real. It was too legitimate. Yeah. That was messed up, man. That was a messed up thing. It was too authentic. It's too authentic. But that, 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 that like, tune still pops off him. We've got, I don't know if you have it in the States here. We've got like, on the, on our uh, cable on our cable packages we get a whole bunch of music channels as well yeah and we've got yeah, a few we do. We get that like, shit. did you ever get the box in the US yeah the box used to exist and then it was bought by MTV oh, okay and became MTV well, too we get we get things that are similar to the box where people will text in and phone in but they're for like specific genres of music and we've got one called channel aka where a lot of the grime videos are on there and stuff like that yeah. Bobby Schmurder, that that jam is on every still a year later every six or seven tunes that gets voted on. 
Cause it's still bad. It's too like, fucked out though. You hear that shit? It's just too good. Like he caught a body about a week ago. And he just like, like it's just like that shit is too real. Like I don't, I've never heard like a rap song grow like that. Cause it it grew from like all the messes I just talk about. Like you hear it, then you see the vine, then you go to the YouTube video. Then you go to like the video, then you hear the song on the radio, then you hear it bland out the car, then you at the party and then come on, everybody start losing their shit. And my girl physically, yeah, like we like I'll watch AKA because it's really the only like the only music channel that still some of the stuff's garbage on there, but they'll play a sketch yeah. video or they'll play they'll play the new Rich Gang record, like and I've got love the young fog and like you ain't get hearing that on MTV on the regular. Like so I'll sit Mm-mm. There with my girl. When we're just chatting, we'll have it on in the background. She's like, "Yeah, Bobby Schmurda physically scares me. Like he's a <laughs> scary guy, man. And he's only what, like eighteen, nineteen? He's nineteen. He was nineteen. He was a kid. I see him and just like he's just like somebody that's like like my little like I would see. He feels like the type of kid that like he's my cousin or nephew or something. I would see him. He'd be cool. I'll probably give him like a hug around the neck. And be like, man, you gotta stop running around the street like that, man. Like <laughs> you gonna get caught up. <laughs> just as an aside, yeah, I just I put it on mute, but. I'm just, just turned on channel AKA to see what Jam now playing on at the moment, just to see if I could prove my Bobby Schmurder theory. I know you've got the new Snoop Dogg video. Have you seen it? Oh, the Peaches... Bush or the, or the new yeah, Peaches and Cream. You've seen the video. Oh. <laughs> yes, man. That shit. Like I like how Snoop is making like grown folks music. Like that's all. That's like that's just like yeah, that's summertime music right there. It's no rapping. It. it is rapping, but it's just like I, just I love like... the special effects in this video. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> the Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson video, some 2002 yes. special effects. <laughs> it's all the crazy oh, colors, and you got Charlie Wilson coming in singing. It's like, oh man, you got Pharrell with his hat on. Oh, this like... Charlie Wilson. He's got like two like a. Uh... You know, like in Mario 64, where Mario jumps into the levels and like the rippled water, uh-huh. like two dozers uh-huh. made out of that sort of graphics. And wait a minute, there's like some um, Egyptian like pharaoh eating like a giant peach, and like all these women's hands <laughs> gripping. Grabbing it, no right? <laughs> oh my days! I gotta love Snoop. He's a guy who's having just having fun. He don't care. He don't care what's going on, man. And I, I love the, I love the fact that this is pretty much purely down to a combination of Pharrell and Kanye. That Charlie Wilson is like the Gap Band is relevant in 2015. Oh, that's yeah. some magical business going on there. Like, what wow, wow this video. I've got to turn this video off. It's like it's distracting. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's just you'd be like, I gotta watch this. Like, <laughs> I don't know what yeah, man. Like, um, yeah, I'll just. Uh, one line flows, yeah, I got some of those. Easy. Nah, nah, that's not me. Act like a waste man, that's not me. Sex any girl, nah, that's not me. Licks any girl, nah, that's not me. Yeah, I used to wear Gucci, I put it all in the bin, cause that's not me. True, I used to look like you, but dressing like a mess, nah, that's not me. It's the return of the Mac, I'm still alive just like Tupac Girls in the front row, girls in the back Spit one lyric, everybody's like brat Flashback to the cold nights in the trap Now I'm in a new whip, counting a big stack Yellow gold chain and the diamonds are black Jack me, nah, you don't wanna do that Anytime you see me wearing a glove Boy, but I know I ain't come here to fight like Jet Li Spray this till the clip is empty 
I know you get what I'm saying, you get me Love for the G's and the N's, but we don't love no girls in the ends Last time I fell in love with a skeptic, but trust me, I will never do that again No, that's not me, act like a waste man, that's not me Sex any girl, nah, that's not me Lips any girl, nah, that's not me Yeah, I used to wear LV, put it all in the bin, cause that's not me True, I used to look like you, but just like a mess, nah, that's not me Next club shit, that's not me Four pack clutches, that's not me Oh, he's right now, turn up in a minute, they were all called all mad names like Mission FM, Freak FM, Heat FM, all these crazy names. So oh, you'd be like, okay, Mission FM's 90.6 on the FM dial. And you'd be jamming to it for months and months on end. And then one day, Mission FM ain't on 90.6 no more. Police had come and raided that council estate and took the rig down. And then like three months later, they'd have, <laughs> honestly, then three months later, you'd be like scanning through your FM dial. They'd be like, wait a minute, Mission FM's back, but now it's on 95.7 or something like that. <laughs> the next council of state and put the rig up. It was fascinating, man. And that's where like Dizzy Rascal and Wiley came from, Rinse FM, which again, this ties into what you were just saying before. Rinse FM now is fully legitimized, yeah, as a digital radio station. But actually, no one really listens to it live on digital radio. They listen to Rinse's SoundCloud Rinse put all their shows on SoundCloud available for download the day after they're on live, and they're there forever. That's genius. Like, and that's, that's genius. Yeah, it's, it's wicked, man. Like some of the, the best grime sets of the last couple of years. Like I think I may have sent you the the novelist P Money Jammer D Double all them guys. That's like a year a year old, and that's still on SoundCloud for people to hop on if if they want. And that's the magic of music, which I'm kind. of choked up they're like growing up around pirate radio there's classic sets that just don't exist because they were on radio and then they were gone and then and unless you had your your tape and your pressing yeah i am recorded at the same time and even that even if you had a tape nowadays what are you going to play a tape on in 2015 that's some deadness yeah, you got to find a way to like they got to find a way to um get them digitized i know there's a lot of old hip-hop radio that the only reason we know they exist the only reason we know about them is because people who still have the tapes and especially a lot of old producers that have tapes and they have like the rigs hooked up. Yeah. To like all the digital shit and they're able to like play it through and make a digital version. And like sometimes you see stuff just pop up on on like YouTube. Like there's a lot of like classic like freestyles on YouTube, I guess, because people just found a way to take the tape, put it on, make it like an MP3, and they can just throw it up. Because there's like a lot of classic like uh, Stretch Armstrong and Bobito. Like this stuff that you would you would lose, or like old Mr. Magics's, and like they luckily people had the tapes, they're still alive, and they're able to like find ways to digitize it. I hopefully that'll happen in, in over there in the UK that people still have tapes somewhere, and they'll just start digitizing like all the old I, shit. I was, so that's this recording. There's one I forgot what it's called, um, but I've downloaded low stuff from it. I'll send you a link to it. But the problem is, is they've digitized the tape they've recorded. And remember, this is pirate radio. So if you're more than three or four miles away from the council estate, you're hearing it's it, shitty. but it's all like... <laughs> so, and that's that. Like, you can't, you can't take fuzz out of a record, man. Yeah. Which, as an aside, tapes, man. It bamboo, like, I've got much love for Raekwon, but how are you releasing the purple tape and expecting... I know it's, a, it's more of a, like a, a memento sort of thing, but how are you releasing the purple tape on tape and expecting anyone to play in 2000 and whenever it come out, 2013. Nah, it's that comic book shit I was telling you about, well, Exactly, man. that's it's it, cool. exactly. And tying into that, did you hear that they, um, 
some company have re-released Lord Willing as seven seven-inch vinyls. I almost bought that. Yeah, shit. limited to like just hundred or a thousand copies or something mad like that. And I was like, I don't even got, I don't even got a record player. But, but I was just like, yo, just to have vinyl of, of grinding, exactly, just so I can hear like the pop of the needle when it's in that boom, 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 like, <laughs> like two thousand two wasn't that long ago, but it was like it was it was forever ago at the same time. In, in pop culture, it was forever ago. It wasn't a long time ago where I remember that grinding beat of uh, Tim Westwood, who was at the time the only rap DJ on commercial radio. Whenever he had someone yeah. come over and freestyle, it was over grinding. For about six months to a year, everyone had a verse over grinding in some shape or form because it's just so easy to spit over. It's, it's simple, but it's perfect. It's like if you can't spit over grinding, maybe you shouldn't be a rapper. But it's also it's like... It's probably easily one of the best rap beats ever created. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Period. And, and again, this goes back all the way to what we were talking before about how time proves what a classic is. When it come out, it was like, yeah, that's an instant classic beat. But with the passage of time, it's become even more classic. Like Nothing comes close to that for me, really. Very few beats. And I think that's still... Nep- there's two Neptunes beats for me that are, will always be my Neptunes jams. And that's one of them. That's the obvious one. And the more weird, esoteric one is a Usher's You Don't Have to Call remix. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Whenever I hear that... It's just like, oh. And Usher's never sounded better. And nor's Luda, for that matter. Which, again, <laughs> close third play. Southern Hospitality, which is kind of just grinding mm. with a slightly different different run to it. Yeah. Oh, the Neptunes, but, man. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad that uh, Pharrell just walks around with a with a big bear hat on and charging people for overpriced hey, Adidas trainers and stuff nowadays. Hey, man. I here's my thing. It's just like it's so it's so weird that like within the culture. And pop culture, world wide culture, it's like black artists and popular culture has so much influence on everything. And I, 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 my, my mind changed back when like Nike had the had the, the Yeezys out, and then he was voicing his frustration like, "Yo, they won't let me really get in on this, and they won't give me royalties, and they won't let me make any decisions on how the shoes come out." And I remember seeing his shoes selling for like five figures on eBay. And it was the only shoe that I saw set out faster than a Jordan re-release yep. or Jordan period. And Nike was on some shit was like, you're not an athlete. We only, that only goes to athletes. And I'm just like, yo, like, let's be honest. You're hot. You're as big as you are, not because of, of the, of the, of the athletics and the athletes. Yes. But you're hot because black athletes became cultural icons. Like, Jordan is the best player, but he was a cultural icon. Like, Bo Jackson became a cultural icon. Like, you fucked around with these basketball players as he was kids in the group and they became stars. Because culturally, they was also tied into hip-hop because that's the shit they fucked with. And then the rappers helped promote you by wearing these shoes. So the fact you got a, a rapper that big... Selling more than your athletes, it's like 
you're not you're not respected who who helped bring you to the point you are. And it's like, are the Adidas shoes by Pharrell a little bit cheap for regular? With I feel just regular, Adi color joints. But I gotta say this: Adidas been rocking with hip hop since Run DMC, yeah, yeah. so it's just like they've been holding it down forever. So it's just like a lot of this shit is expensive. But at least we getting some type of equity in it. Like I. I, I I have a feeling that Pharrell has a decent enough deal with Adidas to get some bread out of it. Like to me, when I see his shoes, I know that he has input on it because he has his own clothing line. And I see those clothes, and you can tell that's Pharrell shit. Just like you see, you can tell. So it's just like, am I going to buy some 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 Pharrell Adidas? Nah, because I just don't like colorful ass Adidas. But like. I kind of fucks with it. Like, I don't have a problem because there's some shoes that be super expensive by, like, athletes. I don't even know who the fuck they are. Like, like why is this shit so expensive? Like, he's not... He ain't got no championships yet. He ain't got no rings or no trophies. I ain't lying. I'm, I'm just being salty. Like, he's got some new new crips coming out. Like, they, they look like, a, like your grandmother's rug. But in my opinion... There's no better pattern on a pair of trainers than saying that looks like your grandmother's rug. So I was like, oh, yeah, them, them joints. That do sound kind of fresh. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, them joints are my jam. Like, like they're Stan Smith. 250 pounds. They ain't my jam no more. I ain't paying 250 pounds for no trainers. Are you mad? So, yeah, I, uh, I'm just being salty to Pharrell. Like. like, every time you say, like, a price of pounds, my brain goes crazy because I'm, like, doing the math. I'm just about like, 400 bucks. oh, my God. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not paying that for trainers. And these are fresh out of the box. This ain't no eBay reselling. Like, admittedly, the multicolored jams were a bit cheaper. Like, But, the, do you know, I'm with you. Like, they were nice. They look good on girls. They, they ain't looking good on a 31-year-old man. That's not That's yeah. not how I'm living, so... But yeah, I'm just salty, and and you talking about that with hindsight, and I know Nike would never admit this, but they they dropped the ball with Jesus because look how hyped them uh, Adidas Yeezy boosts were in the UK. Um, the Adidas flagship store, people were queuing up over a week in advance from yeah. That's like Apple. Yeah, and you know the best thing about it, <laughs> there's a, I'll, I'll try and find the link then, so you can put it up on your site or something. There's a wicked, um, like a YouTube video that someone's filmed on their phone. Three or four days into queuing, the other uh, manager of the store comes out and he's like, "Yeah, listen, don't matter how long you queue, these trainers are raffle only." And all these guys that have been there for like three days start losing themselves because they've been camping out for three nights. It's like, yeah, get a job then. Like all these university students who've got nothing better to do than queue for trainers I'm sorry about that as well yeah but um oh that that, that pisses me off man there's sometimes there's like a there's a Nike uh, flagship show here in DC now and sometimes I might be out like one time I was out with my homeboy Ron he was visiting and we were just walking past it was late and they had motherfuckers sleeping outside the Nike store like on a Friday because the shoes dropped mm. that Saturday morning and I was like and some of these motherfuckers weren't even kids some of these was grown ass men. They were older than us. I'm just like, you got the chair out? Like, it's cold outside. Like, I like the cold, but... Yo, these are tennis shoes, dog. Like, if you're going to at least do this, at least wake up in the morning and get on the get on the site. And like, and like, like, 7 to 8 and get your click game on. But, like, y'all got me feeling some type yeah, of way. Like, like, look, I'm not going to lie. As I said to you before, there's been some times where I've been queuing up for trainers from on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. But I'm not... I've got my yeah. own bed. 
I'm not sleeping in a fishing chair outside a trainer shop. That's not that's not how I'm living. But yeah, back to the thing, like like I'm not gonna lie, the, the Yeezy Boost highs I'm not feeling, but the Yeezy Boost lows nah. are, are nice trainers. And you've got to think Nike are just like, you know what, we we dropped the ball there. We could have been making we like Adidas are a distant second, but they've clawed back a couple of points purely just to the the cosines that they've gotten from people like Kanye West and Pharrell and guys like that and Nike must be hating on losing money they must be because that's what they're about they're about making money so it's it's, it's just surprising because it's like I'm just like 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 what like royalties you can't it's just royalties just give them some royalties on the shoes like like and then you know they feel some type of way because they now they always release a version of a shoe in that basic Yeezy two colorway of the black upper with the green and the pink inner sole and the highlight them and the pink or the or the almost uh glow in the dark sole. Like you do this shit all the time, so you know what you had. You know it was the hottest shit out. Like not only that, Julian, like, Red October is now a colorway. That's now an official colorway, all because of the Yeezy two. That shit two. pisses me off. Yeah, I don't know. That pisses me off. I ain't off. about red trainers. Chris Brown wears red trainers, and that's a deal breaker for me. I I was I've said it. I was gonna try. I was gonna buy a pair of red Octobers. I was gonna wear this shit specifically to Kavakama conventions, just to stunt on every <laughs> other motherfucking <laughs> comic pro in the game to let you know. Yeah, people, I just because you know you be in New York Comic Con, maybe some people like the geeks would probably be like, I don't care about these shoes, but they'd be like, some people out there in the street, they would see that shit, be like, oh, this dude clearly is doing something he got red October's on. Like, <laughs> like there's Blase Blah over here drawing whatever Marvel comic, there's Blase Blah drawing fucking Teen Titans, but that dude got red October's <laughs> on, he know what the fuck is going on in the world, and I'm just like, like, you know, like, Nike, you know what you got, like. The red, like, nobody gives a fuck about an all red tennis shoe until Jeezy was like, yo, the red October's exactly. coming out. And then they had the little image, and when, like, Kim Kardashian, like, Instagram the image of what they look like, motherfuckers was like, oh shit, son, them shits look hot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> real, like, and that's all kind of him, like, and all Nike had to do was just go, okay, Kanye, we'll, we'll let you have a bit more design input. That's all they had to do, but they, they were too amped. And that reminds me, actually, when I was listing off trainer companies earlier i forgot a british classic reebok reebok of the ones if only for the cameron lyric she can be a reeboker as long as she freak proper that's still killer cam with his reebok references yeah like um reebok is sitting on like if they really embraced like their female fan base and their female customer base they could come yeah. up because, like, over here in the states, uh, a friend of mine on uh, uh, that I know, uh, Cheryl Lynn, she was just like, yeah, "Women knows like they wear Reeboks." It's like that's some shit known in the hood forever. Like women, like dope chicks, rock Reeboks. My girl rocks Reeboks, especially the, the princesses. Kick, so, yeah, like the princesses, and over here. They one of their nicknames is the price that they cost back in like the eighties was like fifty four dollars eleven cents, so they just call them fifty four eleven. Okay, okay, that's what we used to call Air Maxes. We used to call them one tens because they cost because it was one hundred ten dollars. Yeah. Well, one hundred ten pounds, bro. <laughs> ten pounds. Yeah, yeah, one hundred ten pounds. Yeah, but yeah, like my, like my girl, you know the Reeboks I'm talking about as well because it's the ones that all the girls mm-hmm. wear the high tops with the two Velcro straps. But, 
Done. Yeah, the, the Miss the joints. The Miss Classic. It's just like, oh, that's a that's yo, that's a that's a down chick right there. She got the Reeboks on. Like, like Reebok is fucking up on that. Like they can just Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. He doesn't want yeah, to say just yeah. yeah. Yeah, they missed, they dropped the ball. And you know who you but know they got putting it all back at like I love putting things into nice bows. You know who the creative director of Reebok is nowadays, isn't it? Swiss no, Beats. Oh, but he's been there for okay. a time, for a while, you know. Yeah. He masterminded like the relaunch of the pump and stuff, which that's not really my jam, but I like still Swiss Beats for me is still strictly business with Ron Isley and Rough Riders Anthem and <laughs> them ones there, but yeah. Like big up Swiss Beats as well, like, Yeah, some of the pumps is dope. Some of the old pumps is dope. Like I got a pair of old pumps. That I've never even bought. Like, I bought them when they came back out. I never even worn them. They just sitting in the box looking crispy. Yeah, you know what else as well? Um, John Cena fell off the moment he stopped pumping up his trainers before he went to the top rope. He fell off that day. Yeah, yo, <laughs> I saw he stopped doing that. Like, yeah, that was that was that, see that to me that kept him straight. Yeah, like he's like, yo, he got to pump his shoes up before he really whooped this dude ass. It's just like, like some D Brown <laughs> shit for the dunk contest. It's like, hold up. <laughs> Let me just pump my shoes real quick. I don't see that ever happening. You know, like, it's about to tear off. And it's like, yeah, yeah, hold up. Let me just pump up my shoes real quick before we get on. Props to John Cena as well. Much love. John Cena was my dude. Like, I know he's like Superman right now. Where he can't be beat. And people hate him for no reason. And his storylines is kind of boring from what I hear. But it was a period. Like He was like the only... like. Rapping rap pro wrestler that didn't come off as like completely cheap. Yeah, he fell off when he stopped doing that as well. I wish he'd come back with a freestyler. Well, freestyling, I say freestyling as if he makes them up on the spot. Yeah. But like, I wish he'd come down to the ring still with the bars, even if they were a bit corny. He's as you said, he made it convincing in, in his own way. Like he messed up there. Like, but look, people love him, and I know like you speak to anyone under the age of ten, and he's like their idol. Like, so I can't. Yeah can't hate on the dude like i can't be mad on john cena like i don't i don't hate him i just i have my issues i have is with the the writing of of wrestling it just got me out of it it's just like y'all writing this week so it's like i can't even watch y'all no more like i used to be there's a period when that shit was bananas and i was watching every show every week and now it's just like yo y'all need new people on your team y'all y'all you know your problem's the same as my problem though is that we watched it at a time when it's never been better than that I'm assuming you're talking about late 90s, early 2000s, very early 2000s. Yeah. yeah, it's never been better than that. That was when everyone was watching it and like all kinds of craziness was going down when you had like Sable and Stone Cold and The Rock. Look, The, the Rock is, as years go on, it's, it's very easy to see that The Rock is a very special individual. Like, who would have thought in the yeah. early 2000s he would be probably, along with, like, Statham and a couple of others, one of the most bankable action stars in Hollywood? That's bananas. Yeah. Have you seen this new flick that, like, he's carrying on his shoulders? You mean the one where's The Rock versus The Earthquake? Only The, only the Rock nah. can fight an earthquake, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. you know what, you saying that, my girl was like, we're watching the trailer at Mad Max, and she looked around to me, and she was like, that movie looks terrible, but I kind of believe that The Rock could save the world from an earthquake, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> he could. Like, he's reached, he's reached, like, Schwarzenegger yeah, status. Yeah, he like, has. He's the, 
he's the new Schwarzenegger of the of the of this day and age, without a shadow of a doubt. And I love him for it. I love The Rock. I've got nothing but love him. I'll watch any movie he's in. Don't get me wrong. I won't go to the cinema and pay to see every movie he's in because some of them yeah. are straight garbage. But I will wait for Netflix and I'll give them a go. I'll like or whatever when they're on cable or something. I will watch them jams because I got love for The Rock. I've got mad love for The Rock. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you actually. I assume you've got Netflix, yeah. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone in the world seems to have Netflix now. I do apologise. Remember, the UK is about five years behind on the Netflix bandwagon. Um, I know you have a Marvel embargo, but how are you with Daredevil? I was. Are you serious on the embargo then, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's just like, nah. Like, it's kind of like I literally watched Age of Ultron just so I can have some people listen to my podcast that probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because it has Age of Ultron on the title. It's just like, okay. And then it's like, and then I sat down for an hour, for two hours, and had two and a half hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm completely, utterly bored. And I still ain't got over that shit they did. And I just, I just don't like what they're doing right now. I think they fucking a lot of things up. But they're successful at it. But I think in the end, it might, it might bite a lot of people in the ass. But yeah, I'm just. Like, I'm not watching any superhero TV show right now. I've heard good things about the DC ones, but... I heard good things about The Flash, yeah. and they're supposed to like, rerun it from the beginning in the summertime. So I might TiVo it, because it sounds like... It sounds like The Flash show sounds like The Flash comic book from, like, back in the day. So it's just like, oh, he just runs really fast, he fights some crazy criminals, and it's like... And he smiles, and he, like... Like it does it Like everything What I expect from a Flash show From the way people talk about it So I'm like I'm gonna give it a shot But like Daredevil It's like Not even It's like I don't even know If it's good or bad I'm not hating it It's just I don't really wanna Give them my time And I'm getting older And some of the shit That Frank Miller did I don't like Like Politically Are you talking like socially? Some of the stuff That Frank Miller did Or some of the stuff That Frank Miller does Nowadays like like did in the past it's like some of the stuff some of the ideas he's putting out like I'm getting older so I'm getting close to the age in which he was making his best shit and I'm kind of to a point it's like my eyes my, my ideas and views of like society and the future is like not aligning with it so I don't think it's like I can even respect that it's good but like I've already read it I don't need to see it reinterpreted yeah yeah I feel you on that I feel you on that and look, for the record um, I enjoyed it a lot my guild enjoyed it a lot and there was there was some Miller influence in there, but there wasn't enough for it to be over. Um, to just a statement and then a question. I hope you're expecting them agent of Ultron listeners to listen to us two talking about grime music and the, the minor Drake's lyrics. <laughs> I hope they do. They can learn something. <laughs> um, yeah, so is the Marvel embargo going to continue with the, the more... More, I hate to say cool, but I'm gonna say it. The more cooler Marvel characters that Netflix are gonna put out, like Iron Fist and and Luke Cage in them. I I almost feel like I have to at least watch the first episode of Luke Cage because he's a black superhero who got his own show, and that just doesn't exist. Like I kind of like I, I'll get to I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Like I don't even I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Iron Fist, we'll see. We'll see what Did happens. Because you know I really fuck with martial arts. Yeah, and I fuck with martial arts shit. Like, 
like nothing against Daredevil, but but like where everybody was getting all beast mode off that hallway scene, and I saw like a piece of it on like a YouTube clip or something, and I was like, it's dope, it's not it's bad, right. yeah. but to say it's like the best shit ever when like the raid is out and the raid two and like Unbox two exists and like Tony Jaa's out there like flip kicking around motherfuckers and like Donnie Yen is still making movies in Hong Kong, it's just like like clearly y'all sitting in the house and not watching no movies with martial artists in it at all to think that, like. That's the hottest shit alive when Donnie Yen is like 50. He's still like running and like jump kicking motherfuckers in the forehead all in one tape. The like, Raid 2 is my jam as well. Raid 2 is my the jam. Raid, if there's any some shit that got me up in the theater, falling out in the Holy Spirit, it was the Raid 2. I was like, that shit was, I, it was so tough. It was just so, it's so gangster. It's just so, it's everything. So, I don't, I don't know how long I don't know. I like. I might watch Luke Cage, but like a lot of the movies, like I know I ain't watching Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, it don't, it don't look that dope. Um, I know I could give two shits about Civil War. Um, the only superhero movie that got me interested is Suicide Squad. Okay, and, and that's because a I like the Fresh Prince. Everyone loves the Fresh Prince. A he got it got Mr. Echo's Killer Croc in it. I like the look they went for Harley Quinn. And I like the director because he did that movie, um, End of Watch. And no, he, he did done Fury. Training Day as and well. Fury was hard as shit. Yeah, he wrote Training Day. So I'm yeah. just like, he got too many joints was like, I fucks with dude. I'll like, leave you on that. The, he, he makes a good movie. He knows how to write a good movie. So I'm like, like, yo, they's like, oh, so, so Warner Brothers is getting real filmmakers on this shit. They're getting. They paying people money. I see that they paying actors money and they paying the filmmakers bread. They putting their weight in. So I'm like, yo, I might, I might break the superhero thing on, on Suicide Squad because that shit look like. It and you know, hard. with every week that goes by, I think that that uh, image of Jared Leto as the Joker was on some young fuck Carter Six trolling business. With yo, I don't like. I saw that shit and that to me, I think that changes. That shows your, your your cultural bias. I see Joker with grills on. I'm like. Oh, okay. I see Joker getting out of a purple Lamborghini, stunting on everybody. He's a super villain with the purple suit on, with the open the open shirt. I'm like, oh, I fucks with this Joker. Already. I see. Look, I'm like, I love the grill. Like everyone was hating the grills. I love the grills. I had a bit of a problem with the the brain damaged tattoo. That was it was a bit too on the nose for me. That yeah, that's a bit crazy. That was a bit weird. I, I, like I didn't even pay attention to the tattoos. Like all right, Joker with tattoos. People acting like they ain't seen that shit before. Like Jim Lee drew Joker with tattoos. All Star Batman, All Star Batman, and Robin. <laughs> like, like y'all acting like this is brand new. You acting like they're not pulling from the comics. There's a comic that sold a lot of units that they clearly they're pulling from. And I'm just like, Joker changes all the time. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not like, having that forehead even... tattoo though, man. But as I said, I think it, that image was just them trolling, early trolling. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like that completely. And yeah, I don't think so. I, lo- I love Jared Leto. I think he's a, a quality actor, and I think they've made a very conscious decision for him not to be Heath Ledger. There's oh, yeah. a very, you know, okay, Heath Ledger done his thing, and everyone loved the Heath Ledger one. Yeah, so let's do the to- let's not do Heath Ledger. Like, I, I think he's going to yeah, be good. Be- I think he's going to be a good film. It'll be interesting to see, and I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that they've really gone like a Marvel Avengers sort of okay let's not get a 
bunch of nobodies. Let's get some actors who would lead in films on their own right. They got Robocop as Rick Flag. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like the the new and Robocop, it was, of course, not Peter Willard. It was crazy because it was supposed to be Tom Hardy. Yeah. Because he he couldn't do it because he had to promote Mad yeah. Max. So even just think about that. It's just like, what if it was still Tom Hardy? What if they could have just like? It's funny because they made both movies, so they know it's like, yeah, he, he kind of do got to promote Mad Max, so we can't pull him off of that because we need that movie to make money. We spent $200 million on it. But it's just like, like all the act, like Margot Robbie is blowing up. You got the Fresh Prince who's like, quite honestly, still the most bankable dude globally as a, as a single lead actor. And like, you got Jared Leto. He just got an Oscar not too long ago. Like, you got... You got my man who played Mr. Echo. He was in Game of Thrones last week. Everybody, that's the only shit everybody liked. It was like, oh, shit. I know. That was my nice man. when I saw him. I was like, oh, my place. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, oh. It's it's just like, I almost see it's almost like the opposite of what Marvel's doing. Like, Marvel will get, like, some people, like, you kind of like, and they'll get, like, a bunch of no-name people, and they'll get, a, like, a director you ain't never even heard of before. They might have made, like, one or two TV shows or some shit, and they just, like, Alright, we'll see what you can do. We can we kind of make this work. Like when I first, like they announced David Ayer getting Suicide Squad when he has goddamn Oscar nomination or some shit. Like Fury was up for some yeah. awards. Like yeah, we pulling we pulling out the award caliber cast. The, the cast you see at tuxedos at the beginning of the year when it's when it's award season. We got them making superhero movies. I'm like, well shit. Like they got a woman screenwriter and a woman director on Wonder Woman. Like. They both made joints. I'm like, all right, okay. Let's see what Warner Brothers is going to do. You know, all the, all the geeks like to hate on Warner Brothers. Like, they don't know how to make good movies. Like, fuck that. I just saw Mad Yeah, Max. I disagree with I that. Just saw, yeah, they make good films. I, I saw Entourage early. Entourage shit is, is a good dope. film. Like, if you watch the show, you're going to love it. Because it's just... After he jumps into the river on some South Park Kanye West shit as Aquaman. So, what's that, season four? <laughs> Oh, shoot, what's this? Yeah, yeah, it was like season three or four. It was, a, it was like the Mandy Moore yeah, season. Yeah, because bear in mind, it was never on UK telly at any prime time. time slot. Yeah, it was yeah. on at like one o'clock in the morning on some graveyard. But it was a good show, yeah, but they had, to be honest, for yeah. me, that that shows without Jeremy Piven is not the same TV show. Well, he's in the movie, yeah, so... Well, I'm, with that. I'm, I'm down with that. And plus, my girl Ronda's in it. Back, back yes, and she's like, she's not even a cameo. She's not even a cameo. She's like a character oh, as herself. But she's like, it's like a compressed season. Okay, okay. I'll give that a go. Cause... Or like a small season. Because it's like two and a half hours long. So it's not even short. But it's like, if they put like five episodes and they just ran them back to back and it was like no breaks or credits, that's what it's, that's what the Entourage movie nice. is like. I, I'll be interested to see how it does in on an international scale because I know it's big doings in the US, but it got buried over here on some horrible time slot. I'd I'd even be surprised if they even release it in the UK, because I think the amount of money it would cost to promote, as the, no no one knows about Entourage over unless you're a real yeah. like American pop culture addict, it's not a known entity, man. But we'll see, we'll see. Stranger things have happened, man. Stranger things have happened. But Johnny Drama and Turtle, great characters, and Jeremy Piven as Ari Gold is, he's an institution. Yeah. A true institution, and it, you know he's doing a, he's doing interviews as Ari Gold because they put out an Ari Gold book, oh, like Ari Gold's like powers of success or whatever, like rules of success or rules of power. 
So he's doing interviews on TV as Ari Gold. Now it's Jeremy Piven. And it's fucking hilarious. I'll tell you what, someone who leads a... I, I can imagine like there's a lot of people in Hollywood who lead pretty sad, lonely existences. Jeremy Piven, in my mind, is not one of those cats. He nope. looks like one of them guys that is dancing on the tables in the clubs at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> eight nights a week, not giving a fuck about anything. But he seems like the kind of guy that's had, had a good life. He, in my opinion, or the way I imagine him to be, is up there with Leonardo DiCaprio, a full-on living life to the fullest. Like I see a, a, an article about Leonardo DiCaprio a couple of days ago, yeah? It was like celebrity squares of the amount of supermodels he's been with. Like we're talking like dude. twenty supermodels, and he don't give a fuck. He's just like he don't care, dude. He's the like I was like you know what I'm saying I said like yo Leo the God, like you know G A W D. Like he just go out. He's just like yeah, this week I'm pushing up with Rihanna. Like nope, like he's the only dude that could be like yeah, I'm just gonna play with, play with Rihanna for a little bit, and then like I'm just gonna go hang out with Supermodel. Like he's the only dude that could pull that off. Like Rihanna's one of the baddest chicks, but yo, this is Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. though. Like. Yeah, exactly. He do what he want to do. Like he's for me. Like, he apart from like Arab princes, he's the only man that I can think of in the 21st century in the Western world that is often seen with a harem of women. Like he he ain't playing games. Like I'll, I'll give him his dues. And uh, more importantly for Leo, I can't think of a shit film he's been in in a long time. He makes good movies, nah, and I love him for that. Yeah, when he's working, he's working. He's knocks it out of the park. He's just like. Then he's just like, I'm just going to go party, put on some weight on my belly, and just go just bang out and just go party with supermodels all day. Like, And you just hear stories about it. Just like, yo, you think you balling? You ain't yeah, balling. Yeah, you ain't balling. Leonardo like DiCaprio. Like, he's living the great Gatsby in the Wolf of Wall Street. Like, like he's just like, yeah, this is me. This is what I do. And I'm just like, damn, Leonardo DiCaprio. Props to him as well. Yeah, props. <laughs> like, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as the sort of guy that, like, gets home after a long day's work and goes, like, I'm so lonely. I've got such a lonely life. He seems like the kind of guy that's like, whatever, man. I'm, li- I'm living my life. You do you, I'll do me. Like, he's, he's on it. And what's the next film he's in? Because I haven't heard much from him in a while. He's, he's filming something, but I forgot the name of it. So you, But you know, you know he's, it's like he's partying right now, so you know it's the time where it's going to come out. And you know he'll be slimmed down, he'll be clean shaven, he'll bust the tuxedos out, and everybody be like, "Oh, Leo's back! The performance was amazing." It's just like you know, I don't even, I don't even look into like what he's doing. I just know you see like little clips of vines, or gifts of him just like walking up on chicks, saying some sweet nothings in their ear, and you hear like how he was just, just like he take, he take all the, all the women from like all like the dudes you expect to never get women taken from like. The biggest basketball stars, football players, rock and roll dude. He took Jordan like, Dunn off Daniel Sturridge, who's one of the biggest football stars in the UK. He just went, yeah, nothing. He got Jordan yeah, Dunn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's that's done now. The done by name, done by nature. That's that's all over now. He hooked up with her for about Damn. three or four weeks, and then he was like, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's how I'm living. Yeah, he... Off Daniel Sturridge, who is one of the biggest football players in the UK, like, adored by millions, and like, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, man. He's the, yeah, like a, a good Jay Electronica. A Jay Electronica to me is the rap game Leonardo DiCaprio because he'll just come out, <laughs> drop a verse, 
and everyone will be like, holy shit, oh my God. <laughs> and then he'll duck out again and live his life drinking tea with his rich, like, English lord, lord or whatever she is, He's, like, doing his thing, like, but yeah, props to Jay Electronica as well. When's that album coming out? I'm saying 2019. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I have a feeling, though, that if it does drop, if it does ever actually drop, and hopefully it's just a surprise drop too, like it just comes out of nowhere. I think it's going to actually live up to the hype. Yeah, yeah. Lyrically, because every time he comes out with a verse, it's just ridiculous. It's just like, like fuck, like oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I, he just must be some cool cat who's just like, yeah, I ain't in no rush. I don't care. Like he's like like. He's not even being. I don't even think he's being stressed about it. It's not like I, I think you know Jay Z's calling him up like, "Yo, we need this album like yesterday." It's just like, "Yo, where's where's Electronica at?" Yo, he's probably like in the British Isles or some shit. You know, he's chilling with with the princes or whatever, and whatever. And Hov is like, "Okay, I'm about to go to Cuba with B." So Jay Z's not know saying anything to Jay Electronica because <laughs> Jay Z knows that Jay Electronica is the the originator of the secret handshake in the Illuminati, like. Like, who knows if Jay Z says some bad talk about Jay Electronica, Jay Z will disappear. Like, like, you'll hear a story about Jay Z going to swim in the south of France and then getting taken away by a wave and never seen again, like, on some Illuminati, like, business. He knows where his bread's about. Jay Z's big money, but Jay Electronica's the, the leader of the Illuminati, so. He got it with the lords and the kings and the, exactly. and the royalty. <laughs> exactly. Like, they just make, they don't even make a big deal of that. They'll just make people go away. Like, don't care if it's Jay Z or not. Like, like Jay Electronica chilling in the castles on yeah, a regular yeah, basis. He is, like, like, he's in a full blown relationship with, like, this chick who's, like, I don't know, like 20 odd in line to the throne or something like that. He's he's falling out. He don't care. Good for him. Good for him. I'm sure he's. I'm sure. Look, it's a far cry from the Magnolia Project in LA. So props to the guy. Hell yeah. You know what I mean, you can't hate on someone who's. That's that is a, to me. That's a true rags to riches story. So big up to the man. Like, got nothing but love for, love for him. Although I do wish that he'd release a record. I think if Jay Electronica released a record as well, I think. The, the hyperbole of a, about a lot of rappers, like some of which that we've spoken about today, would probably quieten down a bit. Because I think he's he's yeah. he's over and above. He really is. Yeah, his lyrical, his delivery. He has all the he he has all the check marks checked. It's just like if he ever does decide to come out with like a full blown joint, like a full album of shit. It's gonna it's gonna fuck with people's heads because it's gonna it's just gonna be all around dope. He's still eating off that exhibit A and exhibit C song, so can't hate on him for that. It's weird, yeah. He come out with a song, it just like it, it's just funny how he pushed shit out. It's just randomly like when he went over the 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 we made it beat with Jay Z, mm-hmm. and that's one of the times when I that's like I heard Jay Z actually just coming with bringing like some lyrics again. I was just like. Oh, okay. All right. It took Jay Electronica to get that out of you. It's just like that verse. They're like, this dude, Jay Electronica, just don't be stopping. Just like, he just put out a song. He's the only dude that I know can stay in like the, the conversation. It's only him and three stacks to stay in the conversation. 
they could just release a verse or just a song, and they, that's it for the yeah. year, and they'll just go away, do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah, it's like um, it don't matter that they're not around on a regular to keep keep their names relevant because just just their mere presence or the especially both in free stacks and electronica's case, the threat of a rhyme is bigger than most MCs real lyrics out there. Like I miss I miss yeah. Andre rapping, man. I lament that. <sighs> that, that. Just just for the fans, just come on, just 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 to even a, like a little four track EP or something. Just hit us with it. Like, I, I can even deal with some songs. Some songs in general. Yeah. Like I, I, I can deal with you singing and playing guitar. Like yeah, true. Like you just not even like I know you like acting right now, but shoot, man, at least a little bit of something. Maybe you'll come back because that Hendrix movie flopped by all accounts, from what I heard. Yeah, I heard it didn't do well. I didn't yeah, see I it. didn't see it either, but I know the box office. Well, it seems like not many people saw it. Looking at the box office receipts, so which is a shame. But hopefully, we'll come back to rapping. You know, I've I've said to you this to you before. He made me listen to Lloyd. Like, not many people can say that. Not many people can say that. It didn't help. It didn't hurt that the video was pretty, pretty much on fire as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the listen about that the better. Oh man, yeah. That's a that's a sad day that uh, we don't like. I just I just find it. It's kids that there people alive that have never probably never seen Andre 2000 rap. That's what this is. What I mean. There are people that exist on the earth. And it's easy for me to be snobbish about today's rap game because, and I think for yourself as well, like we lived in a golden age of it. So it's easy to be snobbish, but I kind of feel sorry for kids who have never known any better. And that's why like, I think like, and this is not to take anything away from Kendrick Lamar, yeah? Kendrick Lamar is an incredible MC, but I often think to myself, would Kendrick Lamar be as big as he is nowadays if he come out? in a time when there was hundreds of MCs that were that good. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, when, like, I, I might be wrong, I might, like, because it's hard to play, like, the theoretical what-ifs, but there was a lot of MCs that, like, would Kendrick Lamar rise above in an era when, like, early 90s, when you had Big E and Q-Tip and all of the Wu-Tang and the West Coast scene pop in and like the two pack and stuff like that would he be as big I don't know probably not but it's just I guess since he's so young it's the, the it's the reason that he was he grew up with those influences what makes him what he is today that's very true and it just seems like a lot of people now they maybe grew up with it or they didn't they just went another way he you silly you could clearly see his influences from that era on what he makes but he's still himself like yeah that's true you know it's it's very true man yeah, we were. Yeah, we'll we'll see what the future brings here, and all of Top Dog because I rate all them guys. Like my girl today, like when she was cooking my my birthday fry up for me, like she's a good girl doing that for me. She was a she. I come upstairs and she was listening to her iPod, and I was like, "What are you listening to?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm listening to Oxymoron, like the Schoolboy Q album." Smash, smash it. Yeah, she's all over that. Like I'm interested to see what he comes up with next because he's a a very different artist to what Kendrick is, but. I find at times actually he's a bit more palatable, like as an MC and like the way he flows over his tunes at times, a bit more easy to listen to. And that Oxymoron album, when I first listened to it all the way through, I was like, yes, yeah, all right. Every time I've listened to it, I've enjoyed it a little bit more to a point now where I, I adore it. I think it's a great album. 
and that studio jam still that's that's my girl's jam that studio yeah studio. that's her jam she listens to that on repeat all the time which is kind of weird because actually it's kind of like a freak leak kind of jam like my, my girl's a good girl and she's listening to jams like that <laughs> <laughs> hey man sometimes the ladies like those records well, the yeah, most this is, this is real talk that is very true this is it's very interesting to me but man I won't let you have the rest of your birthday listen man. thank you so much three and a half hours well I've had a good time I am talking to you I'm sure uh, I'm sure uh, we should do this again soon like we, we don't do it enough man and maybe we should next we time we talk we, we should really talk a bit about grime like was planned <laughs> I, I like the tangents yeah maybe on. maybe maybe fall time if yeah we can, yeah cool we man reach back around and whatever's good for you just hit anyway. me up and um yeah, cool. Uh, listen, by the fall, we can have a full breakdown of uh, Jurassic World and and Mission Impossible and all the other jams that are yeah, coming all out. Yeah, all the live shit. Yeah, because yeah. I know there's, some more, there's another film that's coming out soon as well, but it escapes. Oh, the new Tom Hardy joint. Um, he's uh, Have you ever ever heard of um, The Craze? They're like notorious London gangsters from the 60s, yeah? They're, they're no. twins, Ronnie and Reggie Cray. It's a true story. Like in the sixties, they were the big London Cockney geezer gangsters. He's playing both of the Cray twins, and they're both wildly different human beings. And he's, as Tom Hardy is known to do, he's like kind of going full Christian Bale mode on it, like super serious guy. Yeah. So I'd be, we can talk about that as well, man. Well, word, I got. Yeah, that. it sounds good, so... man. Um, yeah, cool. Well, listen, it, Julian, it was lovely to speak to you, and uh, again. Oh, it's always a pleasure, my man. Hopefully we'll get... Yo, I hope you have a great birthday. Thank you, man. your birthday. Well, I've got action films to watch. I can't really ask them. I've got a few few bottles of cider, some action films. I've got my, got my new Samsung Galaxy, so I'm going to be loading up some comics onto it. Like, living, living life to the fullest over here in the UK. That's right. <laughs> I'm living nice. But yeah. That's what's cool. up, man. Man, much love. And uh, yeah, look after yourself, bro. You too, man. I don't know. I'm talking to you online on that Twitter. Yeah, much love. Man, I'll keep on hitting you up with them brand news. Do that. Do that. Do that. All right, cool, man. One love, yeah? Peace, man. Sick. Still sitting in remix stuff. You know when I bring them out? I bring them all out. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting in
I've been sitting there before my name was skept up Before I got signed to the label Man said they're still sitting there Them man must be sitting on a different table Any song that I'm on that bang And my bars kick just like Liu Kang Anytime you see the king's crown on my head Look with your eyes and not with your hands Check Tell the pussy yo, I'm on a million Been doing this since Paris Pavilion Sex with a ski boy and Dizzy D-double-E-K, no on a sticky drop Tell the reload, then do the diddy part Because I'm out in my market Me and my G's and my eye head doing this thing Still sitting there, everything's live, oh Oh my, my, my Bloco, bloco the back, back. Ain't got time for law and order Listen clear and follow my order Lick a man down and then cross the border Who my man them a will like a border Who my man them a ill and gali Body get left to the bottom of the galley Mama get wrapped up just like mommy Even mommy With the back, back. Sitting there Doing what I did Smoking on a big Shut your mouth in 06. When I touch mic, they're like, oh shit, raw. You can't make peas if you spit so poor like.